This is Dietrich. We're back with the Friday night edition of Free Talk Live. We're on the last segment. Uh, I got a message from Billy Bob that uh, he wanted uh, me to address some of the news of the day. I think you missed the first part of the show, Billy Bob. But uh, let's see, I did get, you you did message me something that I was going to go over, and I'll go ahead and do that now. It's from The Guardian. Uh, The brain scan that can read people's intentions. A team of world-leading neuroscientists have developed a powerful technique that allows them to look deep inside a person's brain and read their intentions before they act. The research breaks controversial new ground in scientists' ability to probe people's minds and eavesdrop on their thoughts and raises serious ethical issues over how brain-reading technology may be used in the future. The team used high-resolution brain scans to identify patterns of activity before translating them into meaningful thoughts, revealing that a person planned what, what a person planned to do in the near future. It is the first time scientists have succeeded in reading intentions this way. So, I guess they're going to have something for hate crimes real soon. They're going to they're going to be uh, brain scanning. They tie, if they tie it to a, uh, they they can prove uh, that hate tied to specific uh, reactions, physiological reactions. Yeah, uh, or maybe I, I don't think so. I mean, if if any. The way it works is, I mean, and this sounds funny, and it sounds like it support it supports our cause, but the way it actually that would work is that they would have to get rid of, uh, or they would they would have to target anyone with any type of logical process, uh, procedural thinking. Uh, anti-Semitism is a natural reaction to reading the news. Yeah, to under, to thought, understanding is, thought is hate. I mean, we keep pushing it back a level. You think of it as a house that needs to be defended, and the house is a Jewish interest. You know, you create a moat after moat, electric fence, alligators, you know, push it farther and farther back. If you disable the thinking mechanism in your opponent, then they can never even recognize you, let alone figure out what you're up to. Yeah. Cut their eyes out. Cut the front of their brain out. Then there won't be any more anti-Semitism. The solution to anti-Semitism is getting rid of non-Jews. Right. You know, or sort of that turning them into a slave class. I, I maintain people's ability to think has has been uh, altered it's seriously by decades degraded. of TV propaganda. I can tell it from talking to people. I, I don't try to make any allusions or references. I don't try to use any, any connection of more than about two very simple steps. Or they look at you just like you're, you're huh? what? What are you talking about? Yeah. But they don't know. It's foreign to them, thinking. And going back to the Christianity, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, anti-intellectualism in the West is absolutely, you, well, no one would ever be able to convince me otherwise, but anti-intellectualism in the West is a product 100% of Christianity. Yeah, and what, and what are they saying? They're saying, oh, we're the source of all science and, and reason. That's what uh, the, the smart guys over at LewRockball.com are writing books on that. They're right, selling they're, they're them, but I, I agree with you. I, I don't believe that. What Christianity says, rather, is that uh, there are things that we don't understand that you need, for which you need faith, and uh, there there are things that we may never understand. You know, why is this Jew uh, up here saying that six million okay. Jews were killed in the Holocaust? Well, we, we may never understand that, and it's not good to get at it if but they if say you're so. told you got to love everybody and everything, and people come back from the dead, then you are absolutely preconditioned to accept. Oh well, why not? Why not? You know, if this happened, then, then anything can happen. I mean, if the people come back from the dead, that that's the question that Christians will not confront. 
Do people have you? Does honest to God, I, I take it seriously and it's, ask it straight up. Jesus said straight up, either you are with me or you are against me, and he wasn't a moron like Bush. He said you were either with me or you were against you. And my response is, get off my lawn, dog, or I'll turn the hose on you. And and that means I reject you and what you say is a lie. And I say, verily, I say verily because it sounds biblical. Verily I say unto you, men do not come back from the dead. And, you know, so you take it straight up, you meet it on its own terms, and bam, it explodes. Do people come back from the dead? Ask a Christian that. Do you believe that men come back from the dead? That's right. the fucking central claim of the thing. It's not true. It's a lie. And stuff it's a like deliberate that, lie. Stuff like that makes possible a, a nightmarish future of, of uh, instead of cameras and microphones as we have in, in London and uh, other places all over Europe and, God, all over the world now, God forbid... They're going to be scanning our friggin' brains. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> this book nightmare. I've been reading, it, yeah, they and they will. They'll they'll claim it's anti-Semitic not to wear their head chastity belt to keep your thoughts pure. Yeah, you it's know, no like, different pre, pre- than pre- saying it's anti-Semitic to to like question. I mean, God, you can you can put a cross in piss and call it Christ pit or piss Christ. You can say that the founding fathers were impregnating their slaves, which turns out to be slander. We're going to get to in a minute. Turns out Oprah does lie. And Oprah don't lie, baby. Oprah don't lie, baby. <laughs> and uh, you can say all of these things, you know. And in my historiography classes and studies, <clears throat> it's made very clear that everything is up for grabs. Everything is uh, That's questionable. That's right. That's right. And they don't mention There's that. more absolutes that are fixed for now and all eternity. And one of these would be the Holocaust. And they talk yeah, about how much of a victory it is over the squares. Uh, race does not exist, and all races are equal. Right, right. Of the squares of the consensus, uh, the consensus history of squares, and, and that these Jews wanted to come down, come through, and uh, writing the textbooks and teaching the classes, and they wanted to tear down the white history in this country. That was uh, the narrative was one of uh, the narrative brave, of oppression and exclusion. Right, right. They wanted to turn uh, a brave settling of the wilds. Of North America into uh, a genocide, a, sl- a slave mongering genocide. These blankets teeming with vermin to noble savages. Right, stuff like that. And that actually ends up, and it doesn't, it's like the Holocaust, it doesn't pass the smell test. You know, people who argue, if, if someone comes up yeah. to you and argues that they gave them smallpox infected blankets, they will, <laughs> did they have germ theory yet? And then just watch the confusion run over their face <laughs> like water down the street. That's a good fucking point. <laughs> exactly. What well, ends up being complete BS. Not only that, the guy was British, so <laughs> they gave him blankets full of Ellie Wiesel's. Yeah. Anyone's crawling about the poor Indians. Now that would be a crime Indians against humanity. Got sick. That oh, would absolutely be a, a. But that's a damn good point. When did uh, didn't Robert Koch discover microbes or coke or? Yeah, it was like the 1800s, I believe. I know it was some German who came up with the. The microbe or the virus, uh, the the germ theory. Well, it was Leeuwenhoek. Uh, Leeuwenhoek came up with some stuff, but Leeuwenhoek came up with a microscope and he discovered them. I, I read right. a really cool uh, chapter in a book on that. He was just a he was a private a classic Aryan, a private guy who just learned a technology. He learned to grind really fine lenses. Yeah. And then he started scraping stuff out of his uh, out of his nose and mouth. But unlike a congressman, he didn't eat it. No. <laughs> He put it under his microscope, and it was teeming with little bugs, which actually looked like a lot of congressmen <laughs> 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 performing their dirty offices. And Somebody stop and, a, 
and he and he <laughs> no, and he uh, he he wrote this to the to British Society, and he'd have the uh, the royal. He wasn't British himself; he was Dutch. Right. He was like a what was he a lens maker or something? Yeah, or, he made glasses. I thought. Yeah, he he. Yeah, he did something where he dealt with glass, and he learned to grind very fine lenses, and he protected his process. But, I mean, it was just pure white genius. All of those guys examples. were doing that back then. And you look at even the even down to the early 1900s before Germany was destroyed, it was the absolute center of scientific discovery. I and mean, that, that's where that compulsory public so-called education came in to, to prevent that because, the, the in part, you can't really blame corporations for that. They wanted to prevent the rise of these independent intelligences, which had nothing to do with public schooling. Yeah, they, we, they, and most people don't know that. We, we got our education system from Germany, the public well, education system. Well, we got it from system. Prussia. They, right. they Read John Taylor Gatto is the guy you want to read. He doesn't have the Jewish part, but he will set you up for McDonald and the culture of critique in the 20th century. The Jews took these existing things and they channeled into their own social agenda. Um, but, uh, right, yeah, they the, the mass uniform public schooling came from Prussia, and the Americans went over there to get their PhDs, and believe it or not, among the British and Americans, uh, Anglo-American elite, Germany was really in back then, so they'd all go over there. And, of course, what did they take from Germany? The very worst thing. The very worst thing that Germany had to offer is what they brought back over here. Right. Mass rigid uniform public schooling, and ter- which was aimed to turn people into automatons because the Prussians had lost uh, battles to Napoleon. And they're like, damn, we got to start winning. That's right. And we need to turn out better cogs. Right. And that's what the basis of public schooling is. And they admit that. And they say it's to turn out good citizens, or to turn out good citizens. It's well, about you know, giving the, the, the line. state is everything, and, and that's why we have yeah. to be careful pushing too hard in the Hitlerian. You, you need to balance. The state is more important than the individual, but the state is not all important. The individual has his claims against it. You, you have to... Uh, libertarianism and communism are, are Jewish distortions of the reality, which is, yes, you're an individual, but you're part of a family. Right. And your family's part of a nation. Now, you can't let those get stretched out of shape. They all have their place. Maybe that's what they call subsidiarity in, in Catholicism. Catholicism has thought uh, pretty hard about a lot of this stuff, so I, I freely take from it while mocking Christianity. So no, it's That's a good the kind point. of guy I am, and that's the way I roll, Dietrich. That's the way I roll. That's the way I roll. Have you heard anyone say that in real life? The funniest fucking thing I heard someone say that. Oh, I, I say it, and people know my politics, so it's it's like I Dude, get a that's little, how I roll. Yeah, I get a little bonus. History. They they say it they say it non ironically though. They're like, yeah, man, that's how I roll. <laughs> I'm one of those all in guys because that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's why <laughs> like, I have a big yeah. bone. And then I give them that international. What is that? Uh, that game that uh. Rugby signal that the refs make, where it's like oh, two yeah. fingers, like four. Like yeah, that's how you roll, dude. <laughs> You're all in. That's <laughs> straight out of some '80s movie, man. No, it's because all that poker shit on TV. Now people all say like all in, and the the, the uh, that's how I roll. I'm not that. That's from a that may be from a movie. All in is definitely from the poker thing. That's just how you I hear roll. people. You see people write that and say, "You're like, oh my god." But that's how I roll is from a. I'm not sure what that's from. Oh God, I heard it. Probably right. It probably is from a movie. I heard a but lately, seventy-year-old guy saying all the time. You know, diss like diss has made it into the popular parlance. Diss and off the hook and all, and yeah. yeah, this is this is it's a grandfather by this point. <laughs> well, I'm a grandfather. But by this actually makes a little bit of sense. At least it's not completely ridiculous. It may be a shortening, but America has always shortened words. That's the uh, Australia does that horribly. They just shorten them down to the bare nubs, and and it's really irritating. Oh, I They're think like the British are way more annoying when they do that. When they do like Bex and and yeah. uh, Beckham, and you're like, God, damn, just say it. 
affects his own halls. I'm not a Britophile, though. No, you're not, are you? No, I'm not. But the one aspect of Britain that I do admire is that private development. I mean, the stuff like Leeuwenhoek, Britain was teeming with people like that who just figured out stuff, and that's why the Industrial Revolution got started there. Well, that was because of very important personalities like Bacon prevailed upon uh, the Queen Elizabeth and and got a lot of uh, intellectual framework laid down that then, I mean, that was very early on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Newton and people like that come, come from a certain intellectual framework that people and these, like Bacon And these are guys who are privately educated, but, but yet they're writing letters to each other, they're forming salons, they're talking, talking amongst themselves in right. royal societies. Right. You know, and there weren't any Jews in that crap. They were Aryans, and they were figuring stuff out that benefited all of us hugely. And I'm, I'm truly, this is where I'm not religious. I don't thank fucking God and goddamn his fucking asshole kid Jesus. I thank people who did stuff that, <coughs> you know, contributed to my life. Yeah, and that you know, means, like, developing the computer, yeah. right? Developing the computer and communications networks and developing uh, indoor plumbing. And, and that's the stuff I find admirable because it's hard. It's not easy to do. Anyone could blame God and, you know, oh, thank God for his help and, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I don't, the, I don't and see these people in the salons and in and, and their letters, uh, the reason that thought and science and things like that were flourishing is because they didn't have the type of artificial constraints placed upon them like by these dogmatic entities like the church uh, mm-hmm. you know like the you had to deny that the the earth goes around the sun for instance i mean that's why they called that the dark ages because you have this dogmatic thing that says look i don't care what your observations are it says this here and by god this is it and that's where we we have re-entered another era where dogma prevails over uh, uh you know established there's no doubt about it. Anthropology is one area where you can right. tell the guys are saying, nevertheless, it moves under their breath. They're saying, you know, these suckers came over here from Iberia, not Siberia. Yeah, and you 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 really do have to read between the lines in a lot of the uh, anthropology journals these days. When they're talking about stuff like that, like Kennewick Man and the Clovis Spears, um, you, you really have to read between the lines to get at what they're actually saying because they're... You know, they're you know, it's like publisher parish is what they say in academia. You know, there's a funny, a funny parallel to that. Was where was I reading this? It was, it must have been on one of these sites or something I posted. But it was, it was a reporter saying like, no, you're, you're mistaken. The story was saying calling them rich Russian Jews in the same paragraph. What you're supposed to do is slowly filter in the things over a couple of stories in, in different paragraphs. Are you serious? So that, yeah, they can kind of put it all together and see it. But you never want to be. So blunt is to just state it. Where was well, this? That, that, that's like the Vienna credo is to, is to get the goddamn thing in the context in which it's most easily understood because we have respect for your time. We sum it up and say, here's what it is. And we, we glaze that. We pull the nut out of the damn thing and then we glaze it. Now, so you got, the, you got the, the fucking essence of the thing is where we start, where the conservatives never, ever get there. It's yeah. just endless jerk jobbery fluffing crap. Why use words as a way to uh, to continue obfuscating? I mean, words are bad enough as it is to convey. I mean, it's the best thing we've got. Well, you know, if yeah. you study linguistics, you really do get a handle on how <clears throat> how poor concepts you know? are and stuff like that are related. Well, you got you got you got to put a little grave on. You got to give them some tone. You got to you know, if they're there in person, you can touch them. You can reach out and tousle their hair. You know, or you can grab their shoulder. Well, words are just very clumsy. It's it's like threading a needle with boxing gloves, and and, and mm-hmm. what you are 
or better, I heard a better explanation. It's like trying to tie your shoes with chopsticks, and it's really oh. hard to yeah, it's really hard to, to to really get at it. And what do these people do? These peckers are trying to just make it even harder by saying, "Oh, you can't put these things in the same paragraph." Look, it's already hard enough to convey exactly what's going on. You have to be as clear as possible, and you have to get right to the point. And that's why sometimes you need to uh, uh, the reality changes before the words that dimly cover it change. So sometimes you have to invent new words. You have to break them to show people that look, you know, th this is yeah, like this is a clumsy way of explaining to you reality. And that's assuming that your motivations are there. Which yeah, in the case yeah. of the Jews, they're usually the flip reality. Yeah, it's like Holocaust denial. That trying to builds in you first and first and last. Yeah, it builds in an establishment that the, the Holocaust happened and. That you're denying it. It's, it's establishing that unicorns exist. Yeah, yeah. If you're a philosopher, if you've taken philosophy, it's establishing that unicorns exist, and that it's your job to prove that it doesn't exist. And see, we we have to go right at their motive because that's the only that's the only way you can fight something like the Holocaust when they are not going to allow you. Oh, we don't want to go down that line that you know, like Combs said. They they can't allow it to be looked into, and they or won't defined. in their media. Combs so we can't say it's it. not enough to point out where they're wrong or why. We have to say this is this is the people and this is what they're using with this term. It's a, it's a it's a warfare tool. It's it's a bomb to blow you up and destroy your credibility or whatever metaphor you want to use. Well, Holocaust denier, the exact opposite of that is Holocaust alleger, and both both are mm -hmm. are loaded up with you know Holocaust alleger. It sounds like you're making allegations on things, which that's actually what's happening, but it's. Not starting from the center ground. I mean, you're you're trying to you're trying to build in understandings, and the Jew is the master at that. I mean, that's that's what their texts are about, about mm -hmm. rhetorically getting around things. And, and white people they, are just so dumb at picking up on that. And the, the thing is, yeah, because whites accept at face value if the the media that supply most of what they know about the external world are owned and operated by their enemies. And they take what their enemies say at face value. They're going to be in a world of shit, and you're going to, you're going to be where we are. That's where we are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's that's what our job is to point out. Here's what's actually going on, and how you can protect, if if not your race, at least yourself and your your own family. And we can begin to reforge a nation uh, in which our race is our nation. Not not. And you were talking earlier about in, America's an idea. You know, that's another Jewish meme that's been. Yeah, they could take a little of what the founders said about it being an experiment, but they've completely expanded and falsified the meaning of that. In America, oh, anyone can be an American. It just means accepting this. It doesn't matter if you're here illegally. Yeah, and the power of the media is such that you you see that, on, or I used to, see that uh, idea put across in those exact terms. America, yeah, America's an idea with the soaring uh, violins in the background, and that makes it very repeatable. And people say, yeah, America's an idea. That sounds really good. Well, no, what mm -hmm. that means is that it's, uh, you know, that you're just here because you were born here and there's nothing actually to, you know, that's what nations are all about. You you make sacrifices, as in war, uh, to build up something for the next generation. Now, if America's an idea, what obligation do you have beyond your own direct interests? You don't have any. And you yeah. just have to treat it that way. And if I don't have any obligations to this country beyond my own direct interests, well, hell, my own direct interests are getting as far away from this thing as I can. I just don't want to be in Rome when it goes down. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, well. I, you know, and I'll say it now: they are going to set off a nuke in a city. They are going to do something. They're not going to let 
this stuff. I mean, it's in the cards. This stuff is going to have to get a lot worse before it gets better. And all yeah, I personally would not live. In, I would there, not recommend living in New York or Washington D.C. That's all I would say on that front. Yeah. I don't advocate living in fear, but I mean. Yeah, and for that reason, don't live in a city. <laughs> you know, I'm, you're you're begging the question. I mean, these people are hostile. They lie and murder people with abandon, and not everybody is afraid to fight back. You know, whites may not be killing off neocons right now, but uh, plenty of uh, plenty of Muslims are willing to give their life to get at these Jews who are, are molesting the rest of us. Yeah, Alex, I totally, I I can't bring myself to understand why we don't have more uh, Muslims here doing the the retail type terrorism that you see in Palestine. I'm a little bit surprised by that because I believe the tar- targets are very soft. I very mean, I, soft. These neocons are complete pussies. Very I soft. Mean, their power is completely through the media. If you killed a half dozen neocons, if you, if you staged, if you had people from Hamas or whatever who are probably here thanks to the Jews opening our borders and they staged, say, half a dozen hits overnight on some of these neocon punk writers and took them out, I bet those fuckers would be a hell of a lot less likely Quieter. to start the next war. And I, I frankly am surprised that hasn't happened. I'm very surprised. I mean, you talk about soft targets. I mean, look at look at what those two two blacks, John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malveaux, terrorized the entire eastern seaboard for how many weeks? It was like two full weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they were being pursued by Officer Marty Moose Black. Moose. <laughs> Marty Moose Black, you know, that dumb little political nigger, and he, uh, he, he, he rejected evidence that it was uh, a couple blacks who were doing it right. to pursue the... Uh, you know that white males and, and in a white box truck. Yeah. And uh, and uh, as dumb as those white males were, they were. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead, search my van, search my truck. Here, I'll lay down on the ground here, go through my. You know, they just. And that uh, monkey. What did he do? Did he write a book or he retired like, right moves, after the end? He did both. He had a had a big uh, big payday. He was in Montgomery County. That's one of the rich. That's the county in right outside of D.C. And w- one of the richest in the nation. Affirmative <laughs> uh, action. That nigger made all kinds of money. Regardless of his being incompetent, completely incompetent. Not only that, can you imagine? I mean, it's just that—that's that, something that you would see a a really, really tear-jerking movie from the South in the fifties. That the there were white guys going around murdering people, and they were blaming it on black people, right? Yeah. Well, no. What was happening was the exact other way around. And uh, <laughs> they're going to make a movie out of every last. Itty bitty so-called incident in the so-called civil rights movement. Yeah, they need to pick every little thing apart and criticize it. I mean, that's it's it's funny, you know. A billion things happen in a day, and when you own the media, it's your prerogative to pick out twelve of them and criticize them, and you can target your enemies that way. And that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. It's just like you can tell the story. Look, it's true. You can tell the history. You can tell the story of the United States like. Uh, uh, the, like a people's history of the United States, for instance, is a is a nice Jewy leftist. Uh, Howard Zinn. Howard Zinn. Jew commie. Howard Tapazin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, tape is all in. <laughs> but he, he's correct. He's not. He's not wrong. Actually, I mean, the stuff he puts in there is factually correct. It's just the narrative you use. You can cherry pick mm-hmm. out and tell the story of the the founding of the United States as something that about Europeans oppressing the poor coloreds and you can tell that story using all facts or you can tell a story of the brave Aryan race conquering and clearing off the continent and, and going to the moon I mean and both and of those say, are correct 
You're right. I've read Zen, but you know what? You want to read the truth? Read Michael Hoffman's They Were White and They Were Slaves, or read uh, Redneck Manifesto by Jim Goad, which based in part on Hoffman. But they tell the real story of white slaves in America. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's very common. They don't even talk. They call it indentured servitude, but many times exactly. they were treated worse. And they well, even have other they, Well, they, they, that's another example of Jewish framing. Why do they call them indentured servants? Yeah. They, there, were pl- there were plenty of free niggers in the what became the United States, and there were plenty of free niggers who owned unfree niggers. Yeah, that's true. North Carolina okay. had black slave Plenty of Jews who owned niggers. There were blacks who fought for the Confederacy. Uh, General Lee released his slaves before the war. Uh, Ulysses Grant had his until the end of the war. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, the, it's the narrative that that's false, and, and you have to... And, and you're right. When you accept their terms, you, you're setting yourself up for a loss. So that puts us at a disadvantage in that we have to question and, every premise. And this stuff is completely deep and thoroughgoing, and it, it affects everything that you see on your screen and everything that's taught in the classroom. They've already they teach American history as a series of movements that are basically the progressive unfolding of, of the promissory note of expanding Americans' yeah. promise from the evil white slave owners to the lowest incarcerated nigger, you know, and, and yeah. it's a selection of these moments and it's reflected in the fiction, like To Kill a Mockingbird is one that's always assigned and The Night by Elie Wiesel and just this, you're the bad guy, you're evil and, uh, well, the actual history of what went on is whites go to places inhabited by a handful of savages build thriving civilizations, attracting and hell, making physically possible teeming millions of savages who uh, thanks to the Jews, who've infiltrated as, as individual whites, uh, become politically empowered and destroy those societies. And that's what happened in South Africa, and it happened in Zimbabwe, and it's happening in America. Yeah, it's you can't run a first world along. nation with third world people. No, you can't. People. That's my soundbite, and I'm sticking to it. And, and that's what I was saying earlier about how. Yeah, don't quit me. Uh, how it's it, these things don't come from the top. I mean, it's it's. It's macabre, and well, what's the word I'm looking for? It's hysterical, it's schadenfreude, but you, you read like uh, South Africa is crap.blogspot.com. Frightening. If you think Detroit is crap.blogspot.com, is, is, <laughs> is, is a, a living horror movie. I mean, that's like the prequel and the, and the sequel and the same thing in one. I mean, it's, it is. That kind of gets up every day. You talk about an embarrassment of riches, you know, to, is to, to Google crime in South Africa. The thing will yeah. still be worrying like days later. Yeah, stand up, you know, because your computer's going to start spilling out in front of you. Yeah. One of six million times six million times six million hits. <laughs> I know you talk. You talk about a billion things happening in a day. I mean, and then they put the cameras in Soweto. Look out! I mean, gosh, if we could hook into that, I mean, have have a YouTube that that was just the cameras from uh, Soweto, and just have like a whole website. With just yeah. those feeds, I mean, I, you could really you could rake in the subscription money from. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the part where the Negroes try to steal the electricity and get fried like the chicken they so dearly love. <laughs> right. That's just my personal political fetish, though. You know, I'm not <laughs> saying that everybody shares it. That would be unreasonable. Right, but that's the beauty of the internet. You can, you know, include <laughs> other people may want to watch the Negroes. Uh, right. Lovingly carve holes in the ground. <laughs> Right, or but watermelons. But they, they, but it's like people, they, they when they write it down on paper, see people get confused between the word and the reality, or the written Ooh. word and the form and the the authentic 
I mean, they say, okay, well, we're going to put in place a new procedure so that they don't uh, murder little girls and put their body parts in the uh, in the in the concrete cinder blocks. Let's call it Ashley Megan Amber Law. Amber's Law, you know, they right. yeah, yeah, they love shit like that. It's dumb as it is. Right. But but you can't you know, you can't really make laws that 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 do these things. I mean, it's like in the shape of you Yeah, know, you you got to have the subs it's like, you know, you can it's you, the you, you're building on shifting sands uh, 2 feet from the ocean, you know. It, it it's not going to work. It doesn't really matter how good you build it. The thing's going to get swept away. I mean, there, you have to have a basic substrate to do this, and the substrate of a civilized society is starting with humans. Yeah, know? it's putting the cart before the horse in the most profound... In, and this in is this is something, I don't know if I talked about this, but I've written it a bunch, about libertarianism. It's not that it's wrong, it's not on the same level. When we're talking this white stuff, we are talking about the fundamental, the building block, the foundation of the goddamn thing has to be solid. Uh, then you can have all the nice laws, like you mentioned what I said about uh, innocent until proven that's guilty. Right. Yeah, that's cool if people are basically yeah. not crooks. But what if the basic citizen is just a crook? Right. That's what you have in South Africa. You can't. Your little innocent until proven guilty kind of flies out the window. It's not that it's wrong. It just isn't even really relevant. Right, and that's why I use the contrast between you know a place like Sweden where you have innocent until proven guilty or something very close to it, yeah. and then like in Saudi Arabia where you have people getting their hands cut off for petty thievery because the the systems and that's why that's my primary reason well besides the fact that they fight Jews that I like them like Islam is because it's good for them it's good for those people in the middle well, east yeah, why why does one size have to fit all that's utopian liberal jewish insanity yeah. right it, it when you can't acknowledge reality which is that people fall into different groups that are so radically different they can't live together i.e there is jefferson said incompatible well it stands to reason that one size does not fit all if we want to blame the founders those evil dead white males for anything it's for adopting some of that crap french flowery universalistic language yeah, universal. rather than saying hey you know we we got our little country here and it's made of this kind of people and these laws would probably work you know the Prussians, I think it was, or it was some German community, and back then they were decentralized. They, they wrote a letter to John Calhoun, who's a smart guy in the U.S., one of the smartest guys we ever produced, and most people tell you he's one of the best political philosophers. He said, he said, yeah, they asked for advice about how do we go about building. He's like, well, you know, look, I can tell you a little, but, you know, part of it, a lot of it, most of it, depends on what kind of people you are and what kind of circumstance you're living in. Yeah. And, and since I don't really know that, I can't, you know... You got to use your own wisdom and kind of come up with a little bit of a solution, and and you know check it against reality. Now that's that is how you do it. You got to have a little bit of theory and you got to have a lot of reality checks. And and if you're honest and you keep going back and forth, you're going to work something out that's going to be more or less effective. Yeah, I mean, but that's you, what, what you don't is. do is sit there with the goddamn piece of paper in your own high opinion of yourself and write out 25 miles of text and then jamming on people and shoot anybody that it doesn't fit. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And that's what the Jews are doing to us. They're just, uh, well, we, we just decide that all people are equal. Boy, they don't take that line in Israel, do they? They build giant walls in Israel. Yeah, but we're the bad guy if we want to take into yeah. account distinctions here. Yeah. Yeah, it's the... It, it's, <sighs> yeah, we're a nation of ideas. We're a nation of immigrants. We're an experiment. Yeah. Yeah, go over there and tell them that Israel's an experiment. <laughs> guys, Even though... <laughs> Yeah, Israel's guys. The fruit flies have died. Experiment <laughs> is over. <laughs> you know, what is that? What is that stuff they stick in test tubes that fruit flies breed on? 
sperm? I know. Yeah, he's got a whole sp- new crop of von Blumens growing up. <laughs> and then the sperm of a fruit fly is absolutely astoundingly huge. Tech half the size of the fruit fly. <laughs> Indeed. That's part of the reason they study them. <laughs> Globules. Yeah. yeah, they have huge. I sperm. deny the female fruit fly is my essence. <laughs> Not because I'm opposed to it. They're foods. It's the foods. <laughs> What's that from? That's from uh, uh How Alert. Uh, it's Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, that's right. That's Precious right. I gotta, re- I gotta see that again. I never really saw that all the way through. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not a very very easy film to watch. It's got the uh, it's the, the wouldn't that be great though if we could get George Bush on a bomb that we were gonna drop on Iran and and that, then I would be for bomb Iran if he would ride the bomb all the way down like Slim Pickens did at the end of that. Sorry, I was just trying to absorb all... Uh, not absorb it, but I was just fantasizing there for a second. I love it. Just imagine that, that sorry fucker tied to a bomb. Yeah, drop it on Israel. <laughs> he likes Israel so much. I'm going to say Israel. There. Yeah. What let a him, jerk. Let him go over there. Let, 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 let him do I'm it. really angry like about that, though. I, I, I'm getting sick of what's being done to this country, which, you know, no matter how much we might not like what's going on. It's oh, being done in our name. Yeah. And th- these assholes are making up lies about people and murdering them in our name. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in local law. It's happening in international politics. It's happening everywhere. Just the consent of and, these and, and, the and, you know, if, if you people think that you're... If we have anybody listening who's conservative, that, that is the farthest thing from conservatism. Conservatism is being careful. It's thinking about what you're doing and trying not to fuck up because it's so damn easy to fuck up. It's not inventing lies about people and then attacking them based on that. And then even after you've done it, refusing to admit you're wrong. Or coming out with self-pitying policies and wines and songs, country songs, blaming them. My God, people have lost all perspective. And I, I really believe at the top it's the Jews who have put the system in place on the bottom it's this insane Christianity that's supporting it yeah and it's wired up to accept the that host that, or it's wired up to host that parasite and the parasi- parasitical ideas that enable <clears throat> that enable these white guys to go out there and uh, want to go kill and die for Israel <clears throat> and to not think about it and to not want to question it and to not uh, <clears throat> and to not accept what they Hell, what anybody can see right in front of their faces if they just all you have to do is pay attention to reality. There's not a single person yeah. out there that thinks that we went to war for the interests of the United States. At the very least, they'll say, oh, or at the very most, they'll say, oh, it's oil. <clears throat> and that's and the hey, reason. And, and yeah, what I mean, have we, gas what have is we so spent cheap, over right? there? What have we spent over there now? God. Isn't it? They just asked for a third of a trillion more. Oh, my. God. Yeah, they spent. Think of how many little niggers could have been trillion. educated with that money. Yeah, you were right though. In that Goy fire, we that is that is about the exact amount we it's that we've spent. One point two trillion or something. Oh, it's like double that, I think. Um, no, yeah, we spent no. Well, I think we they they claim eventually it's going to amount to like two trillion. I think they're claiming like one to one point two trillion now. And okay, I remember yeah. a couple of years ago I read that we'd spent a trillion on the war on poverty, or the the. <laughs> The, the war to party. subsidize alchemists, you know. Yeah, yeah we're going to turn niggers into humans. It's like the war on Trillion dollars later, nope, they're still niggers. Yeah, I'm beginning to think these wars on ideas may not be such a good thing. You know, the war on drugs, yeah. or the war on poverty, or the war, the war on terror. Well, I mean, no, could could anybody really dumb down population except something that that open ended and stupid? How about a war on the Jews? That's that's a concrete. Wow. Uh, I, you know what? You know, no, I I'm for it. 
I am for it. There's a war I can get behind 100%. I mean, it would be almost the last war we'd have to do for a really long time. You wouldn't have this every war 10 years. War on the Jews. Yeah. Imagine a, a day in America without Jews. What a uh, great movie. I declare war on Jews. Imagine there there were fewer, you know, Feinsteins and Leibowitzes and uh, and uh, Dershowitzes. Oh, it would be so uh, so much Calpins. more of a beautiful place just in that alone. I mean, just the, uh, and the who would they put on TV? Who would be left? My God. I don't give a damn. I don't watch TV. But uh, you are a much man. <laughs> I don't watch those. Uh, I don't watch hard. those. Uh, uh, I was into the talk shows and stuff in the 80s and then you know you realize it's all like superficial and you're like whatever you, you always know what they're not going to say so it's not interesting it was good during the Lebanese war I did watch some of it then but that's true I, it's fucking died off it's, you, you can't watch Fox and that crap it's just boring yeah it is boring after a while and, you know, and I, I mean how fucking dumb are they if, if, they can, if Combs can sit there like a big dummy and read off VNN and he can't figure out that he's being you know, set up to promote something. If he's that fucking stupid, how the hell is he possibly on TV other than being a damn Jew? Yeah. I mean, anyone could see a mile away that, that Yankee Jim was driving at something there. Well, I think that... I don't know. No Jews, I, just sure. right. He's what the hell? Even, even like... <laughs> I must read the URL again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a moron. Yeah. He's so soft, too, when... Uh, when uh, uh, when Flintstone is there, Rubble, or yeah, Fred Flintstone oh, is, is sitting horrible. there next to him, uh, Hannity. Horrible. I mean, he doesn't. Horrible. He's weak. He doesn't. He doesn't. And I remember this even when I was coming from the right, and I halfway agreed with Hannity. You know that that guy just doesn't hit back. I mean, Combs is just there to be kind of a of a dummy. He, yeah, he ragdoll. The toss I haven't seen him a hell of a lot. I, I got to say, his personality actually doesn't bother me. Hannity, I mean, my God. He epitomizes oh. that self-righteous shit. He, he deserves to be punched. I mean, he is he is someone who would be... <laughs> I'm not real big into, like, physically attacking people, but he is someone I would love to just fucking punch. He's such a douchebag. He's such a smarmy little douchebag, too. Yeah, he's got the he's got that uh, smarmy, douchey kind of smile mm-hmm. that he does. He's very self-satisfied. That's what I always hear him. I hear, that's his light motif. Yeah. <laughs> Some smarmy musical noise. I listen to, uh, or sometimes when I'm stuck in the car, I will listen to his uh, radio show because he has Dick Morris on there, uh, <laughs> the, the toe sucker. The toe Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of funny, actually. He's such a, he's such a little uh, trolly little and eyes on the prize. he knows he doesn't Jew. even try to hide it. He, he, exactly. He doesn't try to be anything other than a sleazy little kike Jew. Yeah. <laughs> and he succeeds. I can appreciate that. <laughs> he yeah, carries it ex- off marvelously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, ex- he succeeds in, in spades. Which toe, Dick? Big toe? Middle toe? <laughs> for, for those middle of you toe's kind of jammed in there. It gets all the best juices. Yeah, it was, a, oh, it was sucking fragrant. the toes of a prostitute while he was on the telephone with uh, President Clinton. He was a Clinton advisor oh. in the 90s. Yeah, toe sucking. Yeah, there was all kinds of naughtiness going on. I mean, they they apparently enjoyed doing it over when they were talking on the telephone. I mean, was it? He took you a call. You know who's sitting right next to me? Yeah. The toe of a three hundred dollar an hour hooker. Right. I, I'm not. I don't even know if she was. Oh, a $300 it smells an hour. sweet as gladiolas in the springtime. <laughs> ah, just kidding. I don't know when gladiolas bloom. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that uh. 
Like, was it he's, he's unhateable though. He's just he's just a little dirty little kike. Yeah, that's he, all he is. Yeah, he's almost like a. He's got the he's. The, uh, I said slalom mouth, and I I got to give it that. That's a damn good. You know what a slalom is? You know uh, downhill and how they got to go around the flags. His yeah. mouth is exactly like that. If you watch him, it's fucking sliding around one flag and it slides back the other way. It's over here. I mean, mean, he's physically? talking out. He's talking out of all five oh, sides okay, of his right, mouth. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, he'll work for Hillary and then and slam her. Spend the oh, he, he fucking sold, he sold out Clinton completely, and now he's all back in the bag and yep. saying, uh, I think I saw him saying he thought Clinton would, Hillary Clinton would be elected. Yep, yep, and that's what. And whereas five years ago he was saying she was unelectable, nothing's changed, Dick. She's still unelectable. Same thing, Ariana Huffington. Uh, she spent the entire uh, Clinton's uh, second term just absolutely berating him and slamming him and she was one of those talking heads she was on the she was on the news every night uh, on mm-hmm. one of the three major networks and uh, and, and then now she's uh, you know Huffington.com is a big liberal uh, I haven't checked that out in a while it's that, not uh, I get their newsletter it's not it's dumb it's it's just most controlled. of it is stuff I don't want to read and then once in a while there'll, there'll be something it's controlled uh, it's like daily coast for old people uh, Daily Coast, uh, Marcos. Heard of it? Yeah. 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 What is that? That's liberal commentary from some dude in San Francisco or something. Uh, I don't know yeah. where he's based in, but he he's a former military. He's an immigrant from El Salvador, and uh, yeah, he's he's the guy that uh, he he loses he a lot. It's Daily Coast. I was thought it was Daily Cost, but I think you're right. Yeah, it is Coast. His name's Marcos. Marcos, that's right. what it's Marcos. So it's Daily that's Coast, right. and uh, yeah, and he 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 goes in there and takes out anybody that talks about nine eleven or yeah. uh, anything but the going line. So he's kind of a gatekeeper on the left. He sounds like that fat, the faggot counterpart to that Glenn Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> the, the tip of whose comeback is oh, I bet you wouldn't dare to say that to an IDF trooper. They have like a total. Uh, Sexual interest in the IDF, and they think they're all tough guys. What is it with that? Not the IDF, but like saying, "Oh, you wouldn't say that." To, I mean, that's just a childish Christian thing, just, or the. Or that's that, that, that patriotic that? republic attitude. Like the Israelis are these really tough superheroes. Well, it's like the same thing when um, what's this, as when Edgar J. Steele was on uh, Donnie Deutsch's show talking about Prussian Blue, just saying. Hey, yeah. you know, they should have to go to a black high school. It's like, uh, yeah, no, exactly. they're the ones saying that, well, That's they a don't. standard comeback. They, when, I, when I was on that uh, Whitman show, they said, oh, you didn't say it in Compton. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck re- relation is that to anything? Yeah, I was cutting some clips out of that last night. You, and, you uh, know, if I was going to Compton, I would tell them, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, did you know that you were brought over here by uh, Jews? Yeah. Slave ships by Jews? Yeah. And, you know, but, and, and, but, th- but that's their general. I mean, doesn't that yeah, they, more back oh, up they, our position it, than theirs? It's, that it's utterly, it's utterly formulaic. And I realize that uh, yeah. is that they always will bring up child molesting. They always will bring up serial killers, and they will always bring up. You wouldn't say that to someone black. They always, it, it's cut and dried. Yeah. Because they they come in and they always think oh they what they know it's what it ain't what you don't know it's what you know that just ain't so. What you think you know that's right. And, and it's and just like well, they hey. know that just ain't so or that whites are disproportionately child uh, or serial killers and uh, child molesters. But yeah. when you look at the facts, they're not. Same with hate crimes too. But when you look at TV, they are. Oh well, yeah. Well yeah, John. Well, what have I said? I mean, John Grisham, biggest selling author in the '90s or top two, maybe top one. I'm not sure. View to a kill. 
you know, white person raping a black girl. A time to kill, right. Yeah. A time to kill. You're confusing um, Duran Duran, I understand. Uh-oh, I've revealed myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we know you're it's a child true, of the I'm painted up to look like a tiger right now, and I'm just walking all around. <laughs> it's a little bit cold, but sometimes you have to use some imagination. <laughs> you know, isn't that what Friday nights are all about? It's flair. In the Dietrich show? <laughs> yeah, no, the... the uh, uh, the his, time his, to kill, yeah. Like, he said like that that's his favorite or? book, and that's that has the statistically uh, improbable... To understate it a hundredfold, whites gang raping a black girl. Right. And it's all about the father's search for justice. Well, look at the reverse; it happens frequently. And you know, I'm still waiting for the Kirksville Daily Express to the story about the Tennessee. Has that ever happened? I know there was allegations in Not the Duke I case. Know. I mean, you can find white on black rapes, but you know, typically it's going to be some piece of shit raping some crack whore. Yeah. You know, and and gang rapes. I mean. I, I don't know that I ever heard of a black... Why the hell would whites gang rape some nigger bitch? Yeah. It, but it's know. not only the fact that it's trying to reinforce... Uh, it's trying to reinforce these these false memes, but it's more so than that. It, it serves to suppress... Like, To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, they read that in every ninth grade class across this country. You're and right. What does that do? It's it only serves to you know. What if a white girl did you know? Because because rape is kind of, or at least that's what they say when you go to college and you the, all the boys have to go and sit yeah. in these little rape uh, 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 things where they berate you and they say, well, rape is you know if she's drunk it's rape even if she says yes and they're they're you know it's a slippery slope. Rape is well, they're, it they're can be. It's not always ways. jumping out of the bushes with a knife. You know it's. It's, uh, you're, it, you're completely right. They're promoting right. homosexuality at the same time they're promoting the idea that every male is a rapist, and it's, it's especially those close to you, and that's backed up on TV where it's your neighbor, right. it's the man in your house who's the greatest threat to that's you. Right. And and it's yeah, they have a counter story why for every point of reality. That's right. They, they and and, and things like to anti-world. Yeah, yeah. And they want to and reinforce I've, that. I've said long what we ought to do, and what I wanted to do when I was in high school or college, but I never got around to because I was I had to study was. Just go down the list and, and tote up all the fiction that they're reading, especially in high schools, and just go point by point and show here's what here's the political agenda item this story that is assigned is meant to uh, get across. And just it, if you had that on a grid, it, it makes for a natural chart. I mean, it would perfectly show to you here's what 95% of American kids are reading, and here's the lessons they're getting from them. And this is very strong evidence of why you don't want your kid learning this crap. Because it's and it's disabling their defense mechanisms and it's it filling their guilt guilt software in them. Yeah, and for a woman who who may have been at a party or something like that, and you know gets raped by a black, well, you know, just that may be in their subconscious that you know to kill a mockingbird, and they were e- they were evil and accusing this poor innocent black of rape, and uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and showed a, to look that's crazy a subtle and point. I never thought of that point. Oh yeah, I've. I, I, that's, it, even I, when I was back then, I was like, you know, because I knew blacks were more criminal. Well, I, I see the, the way they, it definitely opens up white women to blacks because it makes them feel that, oh, we're guilty, we've mistreated them. It, it tries to enlist the motherly instinct in defense of the predator. And just like I what you were just saying. the predator as the victim. Yeah, and the, uh, and the, and on the but opposite But the way you put side, it is good because yeah. because it, that's the another another ramification of that is that when those niggers do carry out those attacks, they're going to get less blame for it. So they're going to get more access to white pussy coming and going. Yeah. It's, Legal, it's going to suppress women from... from it's, going to, it's going to increase the marginal woman's willingness to fuck niggers, and it's going to decrease her willingness to report rapes by niggers. Yeah. This, this is genocidal shit, and it really does drive me nuts. 
And, I mean, public schools, oh, you know, what's the legal way to phrase it? Public school is child abuse? Yeah, that's well put. That, that You said that. <laughs> oh, I know that. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> just being a dickhead. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is it's like ritual. I like to say ritual too. Ritual television. Uh, ritual. It it it's menticide. It's the killing. It's the organized killing of the brain and the disabling of the self-protective mechanisms through the you know the killing their self-respect. But it's, the media is the same way, and the and the, the things. Oh, that it's, re- it's every, a, one reinforcing system. Yeah. Every official vector puts out the same memes and and anti-memes, and and we are the victims. Of it, and you have to stand against it. And, you have and to learn have to recognize to, it. God, at the very worst, if you have to stick your kids in a public school, then be be the one set of parents in a hundred that actually pays attention to what they're putting in your kid's head. I mean, the parents just, they don't, I don't think a lot of them really care. I mean, they're, oh, yeah, he's doing this, you know, oh, they're going to teach him something. Well, they're, they're worried about how much their kid gets taught rather than what he gets taught. Yeah. yeah. Because do you understand that it's better to know nothing than to know a bunch of shit that ain't true? That's a fundamental insight. Yeah, you can that's build how, a life around That's it. how civilizations get torn down. I mean, you can not build a life around uh, dislearning things that ain't true. Yeah. I mean, that's what we... I've had to do that in my own life. I have to go through my head and pluck out and, you know, and start tapping it with a mallet to see if it's sound. Yeah. If all the little nuts in the, in the different little uh, little boxes in there are the, are the right thing. Maybe there's some bad nuts in there. I want to get rid of them. You have to do that in a healthy society. God help us uh, in the condition that we're in now and the things that that we're taught before we're 10 years old and we have half a mind to even question any of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All the stuff and, that makes its way in before... And you know. Look, here's, here's a good way to put it. We're talking about... Everybody's all concerned about environmental pollution. Well, the mental pollution, or my, my old boss, Tyrrell, called it Kultursmog. Uh, he doesn't really know German, but uh, you get what he's going for. Right. It never really caught on. But that's worse than the physical pollution. I mean, the, the, every source of ideas that go into your head is polluted, whether directly through TV and radio and papers or indirectly from your sucker neighbors and coworkers who hear that stuff and aren't sophisticated enough to question it. Right. And that's the real pollution, and that's where the real environmental movement is needed. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I say that each of us are, are a node on the conspiracy, because we have to be sort of a... Uh, we have to be kind of the the shining light that goes against that, 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 that it's well, look, bright they, contrast with the darkness show, and stupidity. When they listen to your show, they're getting, they're getting fresh air in their heads. They're you know what? That's why people appreciate it. People you know what? It doesn't have to. We're, we're talking, yeah, it's as good as you can do, as good as I can do. It doesn't... It, if it's true, it has a pretty good portion of what it needs to have to be worth listening to. Yeah, I'll tell you, because Alex, it, it's it amazing. Get anywhere else. It's amazing. I can sit here and stammer and stutter and all the stuff through. I haven't these noticed you stammering and stuttering. Items. Okay. I noticed you rounding up the news. I mean, you don't. You know, right. I wouldn't be overly self-deprecating about anything. All you got to do well, on that point, line, all you got to do is check what you say against reality, and then right. I know: is this guy feeding me crap or is it true? Right. Well, people. Uh, Appreciate the hell out of that. I mean, you can you can be. This uh, is radio for adults. Know. We may act, we may uh, be clowning around somewhat, but that's that's t- t- uh, a lot of times being comical is the best way to make the points. And you can absolutely we say just like Pierce, anything that we say, go out there and check it. Don't take my word for it. I'm not a Jew. Go look it up on Google. Yeah, we're not going to try to get the log on a Jewish against source you and verify us. what we're saying. Yeah. 
We're not making any of this up. Sadly. We're just putting facts in a new context, or we're telling you stuff that you're not going to know because the tapers kept it from you. <laughs> Did you know that this is an odd scientific fact? Tell us Whenever something. a real-world taper comes across a Jew, its nose unfurls. Wow. And I've got a picture of one of those, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it. Okay. Post later it. tonight. Yeah, post it Fascinating. Because uh, ordinarily their nose looks, it's kind of, it's very hooked like a Jew's nose, but when right. they encounter a true Jew, their nose actually uncurls. Remarkable. Remarkable. Did you Plato make that, that Jack observation? Hanna, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Steve Irvin. God rest his soul. Were he alive and unbarbed? Right. I can tell you that. Yeah, well, wasn't he barbed by a, a Jew's nose when he was trying to handle it? <laughs> he tried to handle it. Went right to his high. He, I tell you what, he, he did, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been great having that, that guy. Crikey! <laughs> Look Boy. at the earlocks on that one! They had him roaming like one of these. Uh, Feels like in downtown One of these York. Orthodox Jew communities, and he points to like their little. What's that thing they do for an airette where they put like fishing line around where their community is to form an, one integral community? Ew. Have them point out shit like that, and then grab a couple of them, try to sneak up on them on the street. Yeah, some animals <laughs> mock their territory by scratching on the ground or scratching the trees. <laughs> the New York City Taperman. <laughs> Oi! Trail of bagel crumbs back to the flare. Follow the bagel. <laughs> he fucking tracks them like walking to shoe or whatever that is they do on the Sabbath. Yeah. See, they all have to live to where they can like walk to their little their little hate church. Otherwise, it's not legit. Like. Yeah. And uh, oh, there are so there are so many uh, rich uh, satires possible there. With uh, I I saw one of those shows where he was like on a New York subway. And man, I mean, you know that guy had some entertaining instincts, and you know, you know what he had to be thinking. But uh, of course, he had to yeah. play it all straight up and play it like correct. Yeah, if he co-starred John Rocker, that would have been a great episode on the subway. <clears throat> what did John Rocker say that he felt like he was in Beirut or something? <laughs> these fucking AIDS weirdos, these freaks with mohawks, these unwed teenage mothers, and their <laughs> green hair and their nose rings. Yeah, it's like I'm in a third. Co- world country and it's people yeah. are so mad about that no one would say oh he's oh, wrong they you would know just the say, thing that got me was the guy fell apart his career fell apart after that he must have been I, I guess he couldn't handle the pressure after that because he didn't have any problems before he had this very very strong fastball yeah he had a he had a promising career it seemed well he he had he was pretty much getting in the middle of it as I recall and he kind of fell apart and, and it had to be just from the brow beating I know it wasn't anything physical he wasn't too old no, he and, was uh, you know people you got to stick to your guns you got to have some balls you know if you're saying it's true you don't have to back down from it the guys who are wrong got to back down if they won't back down then they're the bad guys the good guys are corrected when they make mistakes because what they say is based in reality as best they can discover it and when they're wrong they admit it and and they come clean and they correct their thick and they move on. Well, we don't have that feedback loop because the people who control things have an interest in lying, and they're not going to give it up. They're not going to admit when they're wrong. Yeah, they're not going to so, say they're sorry. They're not going to go away. They're not going to say we're they're not stop. the good guys. We're yeah. the good guys. Yeah. And that means we got to stick to what we know is true and what is good for our people, and uh, continue to stand athwart them and not be psychologically harassed into yielding any ground. We just say, no, fuck you, kike. There's is the ideology of death and lies. They're going to back down, not us. Death lies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's the ideology of death. It's the ideology of lies. It's it's uh, counter-scientific. It's 
Yeah, it's hate. How, how much hate is how much? W- there's a basic Aryan irony. They they call us haters right. for telling you the truth about crime and rape and the rest of it, whereas they mislead you. They tell you the reverse of the truth in public schools. They take your own money and teach you the opposite of the truth in the public school, and it never cease whining for more money for their so-called education. Now think about that and get it get angry about it. Yeah, and it's not like and this this is something that um. Y- you, I think you went you went into it as well, but uh, you, you went around the edges of it a lot, and, and you made your point. But on, on one of the goy fires, you were saying, you know, they're they're not going to say, oh, you know, that's a good area, and you know, that's that's good that you've done your job, that you've uh, uh, bred yourself out of existence, and you've allowed all these people. Okay, you're finally good. We're finally going to start browbeating you. No, they're going to piss on your graves. They're gonna they're gonna uh, make just like uh, they make school children now uh, put down the things that their grandparents did and be ashamed of their grandparents. I mean, you think about that. People lying to you about your own history. I mean, God, you might as well change the reality because that's all people (laughs) know. Well, I mean, you already see this at work, and this is why you know you you want to join the League of the South and and the genius that named it with a loser acronym for a title or Sons of Confederate Veterans. I mean. What they're doing is just renaming all the schools from Robert E. Lee to George Washington to Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. And then they take the plaques off everything, and, and that's antecedent to getting rid of the men physically and directly because they've done exactly the same thing in South Africa where it's about two steps ahead. They've renamed, you know, like, uh, take a white town like Jonestown and rename it Pumalanga, you know, or something like that. And they change the flag and they change the language. They're trying to kill off Boer down there or Afrikaans right. down there. And they want to make English uh, the main language for whites and everyone else. The natives could have their own language. The blacks, well, the whites are just as native as the blacks are. But they want to kill off white culture. And that, since culture comes from race, uh, they want to kill off the race. Right. Of course, they won't tell you that. But that's their intention, and that's what they're doing. But the reasons for these things are never logical. They never have to make sense. You don't have to... It's just power. Yeah, I mean, here, I, I can't, and I can't even get over it. I mean, I can never get over it. Here they, they talk about, all, the reason for everything is slavery. Slavery is some original sin that the United States has no claim to sovereignty or no claim to um, <clears throat> deserving to exist because of this original sin, right? And that's the way academia has gone. And uh, that, that seems to be the way the media is heading in that direction. But in Europe, what? They didn't have slaves. They didn't have... Negro slaves in Europe like we did here um, so they say it was colonialism. You replace slavery with all the propaganda you hear here with colonialism. They say, oh, well this country <laughs> needs to be flooded with the third world. There was colonialism. And well, even look in at the- Africa audio. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. We, uh, <laughs> we imposed society uh, you know, maliciously. <laughs> in, in an Aryan public school you would be, it, we've kept it around to erase some of the brainwashing for the first ten years. You would be seeing movies like Africa Audience and look, there, there are unchangeable, ineradicable differences between the races. Are, nature has drawn lines of demarcation between them, as Jefferson said, and they're irreconcilable. And this, here's a video documentary. You know, they're chucking spears at, at water buffaloes while we invent guns. And they're, they're just, you know, there's such a gap that it can't be hidden. Yeah, I don't understand why people have such a problem with that. It it it, it kind of well, reveals their own. It reveals their own uh, the the weakness of their argument. You know, I've, I like I tell people, Mexicans make Mexicos, and yeah. right as they're starting to get really pissed and call me a racist, 
they kind of realized that it can't be anything but factually true. Mexicans do make Mexico's. Yeah. Americans make Americas. French French people make France. It's an organic. Nations are organic phenomena. And I think what I realized when I was reading this book last night is that's partly where the, I guess what was radical and new about Christianity or the Jesus groups that formed it was, we're going to create the kingdom of God on earth and and all that social status stuff doesn't matter anymore. Right. So you see that it, it in itself, I guess back then, and maybe the author is putting a gloss on it, but. It had that multicultural aspect back then. Of, oh, yeah. Wow, we can get rid of all individual differences and be one groovy, happy family. Yeah, Christianity the was the first thing to coke, break, you know, to really deny the natural aristocracy that, that happens. And, you know, there was a good reason it caught on at the time because the people, things had gotten stale. The people at the top weren't the best. It's kind of like the United States now. The, 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 the people mm-hmm. that were at the top were were not the people who would rise to the top in a free, fair market of society. That's true, but aristocracy doesn't mean it, it, it. Aristocracy doesn't mean good. It means it means however you get there and do it is valid. So in a sense, well, in a non in a sense, it, you've always got an aristocracy. It may not be the kind of people you want, but somehow they got to the top of it. Right, and, and whether it's nepotism or that they, they, they were just smarter and had better valid, ideas. Essentially. Yeah. But in an Aryan society, we'd like to have uh, we'd like to have people who are on top for better reasons than the ones that we see today. Yeah, I mean, read and what Tacitus said about how the Germans picked their leaders and that their leaders led from the front. That's you know that's that's where we come from. I mean, our leaders are leading from the keyboard and encouraging maybe some of you white youth listening today to go over there and die in Iraq. Hell, I was in the post office the other day and a kid in front of me is sending some letter off. You know, I saw an address on it. What? Some port. Fort Leonard Wood or something Missouri. You know, yep. 1920, going down there and uh, off to Iran. It's, it's amazing to me. I mean, the Army runs ads in which they show someone their their latest thing is do something amazing. You know, and what's this guy doing that's amazing? He's blowing up IEDs. Right. Now, I can only think of a few thousand things I'd rather get up in the morning and do that explode unexploded IEDs. And the sickest thing about that is, is that they, it's like on They Live, they're redirecting our, our impulses. They take this noble impulse that these white Aryan kids have to, uh, to you know, do something great or to, yeah. to hell, just go carry a rifle and, you know, act manly. <clears throat> and jump out of airplanes and ride around in tanks and stuff. It's not just that. It's their moral sensibility, too, which are particularly susceptible in, in their teenage college years. Well, of course. Inflamed, and they, they inflame them, and they mischannel them into stuff like being anti-homophobic and the pro-multi-cult. And, and the kids will come out of it, but where are they going to be when they come out of it? Right, and the whole time they're there, they're acting wholly against their own interests. Oh, that's absolutely right. I mean, there is no... There is no interest the United States has in going over there and harassing those people. They're making us, uh, they're not making us safer. They are not accomplishing goals that the United States has. Um, they're accomplishing, accomplishing Israel's uh, political goals over there. And, you know, they, would, they will discard us. They're not going to say, thanks, thanks, Aryans, give us a pat on the back. Thanks for dying for Israel. No, I mean, they're <laughs> as we sink into the mud, they're going to piss on our heads. I mean, they're going to piss on our graves. Alex, you've said, and I don't know if you came up with this or got this from somebody else, but I thought it was great. You said 
they will bomb you and hector the rubble, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, they'll they'll uh they'll yeah, bomb I mean, you into rubble and then hector the rubble. I mean, they're not ever going to be satisfied. They're, it's never enough. You can't give enough of yourself. Over. No, you they're they're well intended to erase them. all trace of us, and in the history books, there may all that will be left if there's no whites is there was this abusive race of people that arose in Europe and it spread over a lot of the earth and colonized it and mistreated the aliens or the natives uh, horribly. But then, uh, you know, in time, it was overcome as the natives became empowered, and and now it's just a, a bad footnote. Yeah. You don't worry about it any longer. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> At that point, there'll be the idiocracy, and it'll, people will be reduced to hieroglyphs, you know, little picture symbols like they have on fast food ordering. <laughs> yeah, I thought that movie was especially prescient. I mean, because it, you could definitely tell that there was this really smart civilization that was there that's not there anymore. <laughs> and and at, on their way out, on their way on to dying out, that they created, they, they made everything really, really, really easy Thing, you know, things became, the, you know, like ordering a fast food or, or, the, or the lady that was pushing the button for, to, at the doctor's office to try to diagnose them. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. That, uh, they, they had that, that I, I don't know, I don't, uh, what those symbols, you know, I guess you've seen them sometimes at McDonald's or something. They had that right. for the hospital, like a guy rubbing his head for a head injury. Right, right. He was, he was kind of, he was like, I think my, I'm kind of confused. <laughs> and your hands going over these different buttons as he's talking, trying to. Oh, man, I saw a shirt one time. Let me have mentioned this. What was it? You know, the three monkeys here, no evil. Speaking yeah. of evil, see no evil. And then this one had a fourth monkey on it with his hands over its groin, spread no evil. <laughs> I'm fucking just carrying a food tray. I almost fell over. There were probably people laughing at seen that a hundred times, but that was the first time I thought I goddamn near fell on my ass. Uh, I was just fucking laughing so hard. Do no evil. Maybe that's me. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I share your brand of humor. It was a boardwalk kind of a t-shirt. I'm not sure why I brought it up, other than to say it was kind of funny. Uh, well, yeah. If you're well, gonna, funny is if a reason you, for things. It's okay. Yeah, it's uh, de- definitely an idiocracy type... Uh, the most obscene stuff I've ever seen was on uh, out at Ocean City, Maryland, and the boardwalk out there. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're from a, uh, I'm from a tourist area, and so yeah, I grew up with all that stuff. I worked in those places, and it's real. <laughs> Did you invent any of the slogans? <laughs> no, I just had to hear people coming in and laughing about them every five minutes and for entire summers. And then the next summer, and then the next yeah. summer, and then the next summer, and it was always novel to them, and I always had to hear it repeated and yeah, that that over stuff. and over and over again. So I have kind of kind of broken in a certain way. <laughs> I've grown blasé. Yeah, I'm very jaded. I'm like the Janners. I'm very, very, very I'm jaded. jaded. I've seen it, heard all the slogans. I've seen them all come and go. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I wanted to... I wonder. I can't, I can't recall exactly what the audio to this is like, I, but I I pulled it up, and let me go ahead and play it. It's about thirty seconds, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it. This was posted on the forum, and it's a British film crew uh, being threatened by drunken settlers, uh, in Hebron, uh, threatened by drunken Hebes in Hebron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, oh God, I'll. I'll I'll post a link to the video in the forum. I mean, God, this this guy is just kike, <laughs> dirty, locked kike, a fish. I mean, just this mm-hmm. this guy is nasty. I'm gonna go ahead and play it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You asshole, you suck. You and you fucking Jesus could kiss my ass, okay? Go away. Who are you? Don't camera, no camera. I break your camera. Don't uh, don't take picture, okay? Let's go away. You, you Nazi, you fuck. Don't take your camera. I break your camera. Don't take picture. Shabbat shalom, no picture, we don't want picture. Shabbat shalom. What? You, need to, you need to, you can't come in here, this is, a, this is a, not your house. This is not your house. But it's not my house. You and your Jesus fuck off. Did you record that? Shalom, shalom, Shabbat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to post that link there right now, but uh, yeah, God, these dirty drunk heebs are just harassing this British front film crew for no reason. And, uh, but later on in the video, they're like, this is our land, and, uh... And, 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 yeah, what's the perspective here? They're taking our tax money, is going to these, these disgusting heaves to spread exactly that type of creature that you heard there, to spread them over increasing amounts of land. And that's, that's what, what this we're military for. stuff is about. And that's what for them to kill off the people who are already there who are decidedly more human-like than they are. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. It, it, it is. And that's what, that's what um, the fellow you saw in the... Ten uh, million dollars a day of your, my, yeah. and our money are going to these Hebrews over there to yeah. spread pieces of, like, of shit over that land. And, uh, Utterly vomit-inducing. And even the fact that, I mean, it seems like they should have a little bit more respect for the people that are going over there and dying for them. You know, that's my point, is that you would think they would say, well, gosh, Christians, you didn't have to do all that, or, or wow, what a sacrifice, or hey, aren't, anything. Uh, no, fuck, I, we killed Jesus, fuck Jesus. You know? Yeah, aren't, aren't Jews commanded by the Talmud to spit every time they cross a church? I don't know, are they? I think they are. I know we ran a story in one of the Aryan alternatives about Jews spitting, not just when they when there's a church uh, over there in Israel, but when they when they crossed, uh, I don't know what, some kind of Christian. Priest. I thought it was just like when a church when they saw a cross or something. I think it's all of them. I, they spit when they see a cross. They spit when they're when they cross the path of or they cross a church in front of a church. They spit when they see priests. They're spitting on the priests. Yeah, yeah, that's, they do that in Israel currently. Actually, they, they, there was there was something in the uh, <clears throat> in the one of the papers not long ago it was like the end of last year about that. It was it was uh, couched in it was amidst the, when they were having the homo marches in Jerusalem or trying to. Right. Yeah. And uh, this is what the Christians not only tolerate they, that's they what love it was. It. They're all into this. Christians, Christians came to the Temple Mount. Yeah, Christians came to the Temple Mount wearing T-shirts that said "Do unto others as you would have them done unto you," and they were attacked by Jews because it was a Christian sentiment. It was a Christian T-shirt. And the, the Jewish sentiment is uh, kill everybody and lie about it until <laughs> they're all gone, and the goods of the goyim are all in your hands. That is that that is one thing that a lot of people don't understand, and uh, is Jewish eschatology, meaning they're... Right, it's a wonderful religion. It's yeah. one of the three great religions that started monotheism. We should be eternally grateful to it. Yeah. Is that right? It's a parasite you religion. You say, no, Judaism is completely different. Yeah, Judaism is not a religion. You, think about it. You can be an atheist oh, Jew. You can be an atheist yeah. Jew, yeah. so 
it most doesn't Jews fall are. under an. That's right. Most Jews are. There are rabbis who are who are uh, atheists. Okay. That's uh, astonishing. I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can Google. A lot of rabbis are atheists. Pat um, Robertson did not inform me of that fact when I was watching PTL Club. <laughs> Well, that's your problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there there are plenty of atheist rabbis, plenty of atheist rabbis, and uh, and yeah, and that's why, why, why that doesn't that that can really throw your head for a loop. Uh, but it's true; it's not a religion the way you think of a religion or way religions traditionally defined or hell ever defined. I mean, there are other religions that don't believe in in God. But they do believe in some overriding supernatural force. There are complete atheistic Jews. No supernatural, no nothing. Live now, cheat now while you can. And it, so, really, that's what Judaism is about. It's about, uh, it, it's a way to, it's a textbook on how to lie and operate among other people. And it's a way to treat people who aren't in, in the club. And, it it really is. I mean, it's a it's a joke that you know. Is it a race? Is it a religion? Is it an international criminal conspiracy? Well, only that last one there really ties everything together, because there are black Jews, or that they they let them call themselves that, and there were mm -hmm. and so it's not a race. Well, they, they were actually uh, they were. Uh, yeah, but they had some problem with those black Jews. What are they called? Falasha or something? Yeah. And and a lot of the, a lot of the guys are like yeah you know it's it's uh, get these out <laughs> I take here. this raceless thing too far yeah oh god there were huge problems and it's so funny too because they they're all, they're all unemployed and and they have a lot of the same <laughs> problems there the <laughs> Jews who like watermelon you got a problem with that gefilte <laughs> <laughs> melon it's all pink in the middle boobala <laughs> it's about right too. oh man but yeah so a it's black like, Jew it's like who are the evil scientists who came up with that one? <laughs> you know, Sammy Davis Jr. converted to Judaism. Well, that's right, buddy. <laughs> the hell well, he what thinking? was his shtick? Now, see, I, I wasn't allowed to watch TV as a kid, so that limits some of my imitations since I haven't seen all that. My God, let me let me, let me me interject a little thing here. Oh, my God, I was trying to, uh, uh, what was it? I saw a little bit of a movie the other day, and it was some Frank Sinatra movie, and I just never had seen any Frank Sinatra. It was... Something with, he was like Tony Rome, some private detective. It just my point here is this country today, and they, they had like Nancy Sinatra was singing the the intro and whatever. It's all about this Tony Rome and what a study is and lock up your pussy cats when Tony Rome is in town. And the distance we have traversed in this was like sixty, like probably about when I was born, about sixty six. I mean, we we are so many light years beyond where we were in 66. It's not even funny. I mean, there is no traceable relation between what was going on here then and now. It, it's just, it, it just struck me as so bizarre. I mean, here you got, you know, you got a middle-aged flabby guy in a yellow turtleneck being portrayed as kind of an object of lust right. by these hot women like uh, Jill St. John or somebody. And, and and now, and now we've got the ghetto nigger as the apotheosis, you know, the, the sublime representation of everything masculine and desirable. And this is in, you know, what, 40 years? 
Yeah, Unbelievable. We, yeah, that's a very short time. I mean, stuff goes downhill yeah. real fast. I mean, God, and it's accelerating, too. If you look at just the last uh, uh, 12, 15 years, I mean, it has, maybe that's just because that's since I've been in my 20s. But, man, things have really begun to happen. Uh, it's kind of like the 60s all over again with this with, with stuff going so fast. I mean, there's stuff that 15 years ago people would have said, you never... I mean, like the socialized medicine stuff. I mean, Hillary Clinton tried to, to get that over in 1993, and yeah. it was laughed off the stage. And then now people are kind of scratching their chin, going, oh, yeah, we can do they're, that, yeah. Yeah, Bush, they're increasingly dumb. Bush pretty much signed in socialized medicine with a prescription drug. Uh, yeah, they got a chunk of what they want. I mean, they, yeah. they, that's when I was talking about rationalism before. I actually wrote an article for a trade publication in an earlier life, and, and I was mocking it in very much those same tones. And ironically, the only reason I was able to get it published was uh, the editor had asked me to write it, and he was like an evangelical Christian. Even even that industry is mostly... Uh, is mostly uh, Jews trade publishing like everything else, and they will not. You know, they you can you can never blame the government for any healthcare problem in in most healthcare publications. Even though everybody knows that's really what the problem is, you you've got to always blame insurance providers or you've got to blame uh, uh, doctors or healthcare or anything but the government. The government is never greedy. The government is never the problem. And that's one reason I got out of it. It's so fucking uh, stupid and boring, and you couldn't speak the truth there anymore than you could about anything else that's politicized. And yeah, I, I wish. I'm not at all sure that she won't be elected. And if she does, they'll be a little more careful in their presentation. But the people are increasingly niggerized and dumbed down. What's this new movie they're running trailers for called Norbit? And it's, you know, another movie about a really obese she-nigger. And, you know, this is the level of the country. If they think they can make money with that kind of crap, there's more and more movies like that that come out. Just aimed at people who are so fucking dumb, they think like a really obese black woman flapping around is, is humor. Yeah. And, my God. I thought you were going to say, uh, when you said movie, I thought you were going to mention Black Snake Moan. I haven't even heard of that. Oh, boy. Go to myspace.com slash Black Snake Moan and be sitting the fuck down. Because it's got Samuel Jackson and some... Uh, I, I can't know, stand him. Some meth-looking, meth-ho-looking blonde girl, and apparently she's uh, she she has some mental problems, and she's kind of a slut. So Samuel L. Jackson chains her up and keeps her chained up in the house, in his house, and he tries to reform her or something. That's that's what the clips are. and it's real. It's supposed to be real super racy, and the, and then the, if you go to myspace.com/slash/blacksnakemoan. There's a there's some videos there, and and in the the main promo video, it's got Jackson dragging this girl around with a chain, going, "This is for your own good," and just oh, it's just, yeah. man, it's they're laying it on thick now, Alex. I mean, it's like <laughs> well, they they you know, and the, it, it all fits together. And here's another example: you've got the Jew created bogus industry of diamonds, and you've got Jew jewelers, and you've got uh, like that meme. What was that movie with that that uh, dude from the King of Queens? And I've never seen that show, but he was in a movie where the black dude is advising him on how to be cool. I think Will Smith. Oh God! Yeah, so now, okay. now the idiots who do the advertising, well, we need to do a campaign for K Jewelers. What do they do? They do like an old black couple sitting in a restaurant across from a young white couple, and the guy, oh, he's good. You know, 
the nigga be showing them the way to be romantic and shit. Yeah, because they stay married for 50 years. That's common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they ever get married in the first place, let alone uh, their marriage last for decades and decades, let alone they're an example for white people on how to act. Alex, that's and why I stopped watching television. I just got so damn tired of seeing this upside-down cuckoo world where women were showing men how to change tires. And, uh, you know, not that women can't ever change a tire, but my God... You're in a bad yeah. position if it, a woman needs to show you how to change tires. Yeah. But it, just it, everything it, like that's upside down. It, yeah. It's the black guy with the clipboard showing the white and kids how to I work a computer. I don't know what the natural end point of, of it is other than a complete absence of... Uh, I don't know where, where it could end up. It's hard to think it could get much worse, but when you're producing movies, I think that movie I mentioned was called Norbit. Is You know, you're... That's where I guess all their money's going. I guess that's where they make the money, is people who think like a 13-year-old nigger and don't understand anything more subtle than that. But, yeah, it's completely degraded. Well, wasn't the there something that just came out today, or, yeah, it was like this morning it came out, that uh, 50% of Americans are now saying that you know they don't give a damn to go to the movies and they don't... Now, well, the last movie I went to see was uh, Passion, and then I was going to go see that the uh, Apocalypto, but I missed it. Oh, I know, I did too. Who the fuck wants to go to the movie did theater? Did you see anyway? Apocalypto? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, because there's a difference in seeing it and going to the theater. I'll rent time. it when it comes out. Yeah, it's really good. It's really. I feel really like good. I've seen it from hearing you and other people describe it. Oh, frankly, oh man, uh, get with me later. I'll, I'll give it to you. But um, it's <laughs> it's a great, great. I mean, I I, I make no bones uh-huh. about it. It's a great film, man. It's it's a pleasure to watch. And to me, it looks really interesting. Good. I I seen bits of his other movies. I didn't like him. He's he's uh, to me he's on a patriotard level for the most part, and I don't want to see. Oh yeah, I'm just forgetting Braveheart. That stuff to me, that's jerk, jerk, jerk. I don't like it. I didn't like Passion that much, really. Oh, I didn't like. I'm mean, Passion was just it was emotionally, I guess, heavy. I, I just went to to support Mel Gibson making Jew movies that the Jews didn't like. Right. And I wanted to give him some of my money for that. Yeah, and we should support people like that. I mean, because they're doing their damnedest to... Even if they don't agree fully. It's like E. Michael Jones. If, if it's traditional Catholicism, as long as they're naming the Jew and criticizing him, I don't mind supporting it with some money. Yeah. Even though I don't fully agree with... Uh, they may not be pure white nationalists, but... But, yeah, I mean, if you go to the theaters now, they're empty. Uh, it, well, what, what are they showing that someone would want to go see? I know. I know, but it's not like I would maybe go once, you know, every few months if there was something. But there's nothing I want to see. Well, it's young kids, like high school kids, used to go, and they're downloading it all now. That's right. Yeah, and and that's good. I mean, that's that's a part of the internet. The Jew can't survive the internet. Well, that's a node on that. Well, the uh, someone opened a video arcade here in town, and then the ones at the college were saying like, yeah, we sh- we got rid of our video games because they're getting them all online for free. Oh yeah. So that's probably true. I mean, that's 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 what the kids do now. They back in the dorm, they play their Xboxes and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, ar- an arcade might be for guys our age to go play, uh, you know, air hockey or something and have yeah. some beer. I mean, that's for old guys. I mean, they don't I guess I haven't been in one in a long time. Yeah, I'm just being hypothetical. I wouldn't spend money there either. Well, I was never into that that uh that nerd type shit like video games and uh what do you call them. Oh, I'm a mean ass air hockey player. I'll tell you that. I mean, that's a, that is fun. <coughs> that. I remember when I remember when our Pong first came out. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have the kind of parents who would purchase Pong for their kids. <laughs> you 
get ass for 100 years there, they're like, no. <laughs> I remember it. It's so funny, though, man. It, it's still a cool game, though, you know, seeing the little dot slide back and forth and, like, locking it. It doesn't get much cooler than that. And you know what? Video games really haven't progressed much since then. But I played Ms. Pac-Man quite a bit, actually. I wasted a bunch of money on that when I was a kid. I thought you said you didn't play video games. I only played that one. Oh, you only played Ms. Pac-Man. Literally, I only played that one. And Did I you got identify damn good with at it. Pac-Man in any way? Somehow, no, what I liked about it was it was a, a like double speed. So yeah, what you're doing, fast. you could really bust on it. Whereas I never played Pac-Man. I just, for whatever reason, I played Ms. Pac-Man. Pac-Man was very slow. I wasted a lot of money on that, too. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, I didn't play any. Alright. I played real sports. Yeah, you played baseball, didn't you? Manly sports, like tiddlywinks. Yeah. And mumbled each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Well, I think every male teenager plays tiddlywinks. What about Mumbledy Peg, though? Uh, you know what that is? Mumbly Peg? No. I yeah, have Lincoln you Logs. Stick, you stick your foot in the ground and you spread your toes as wide as possible, and then you throw a knife at it and try to get in between them. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is he lying? And people say we're you making it up? What do you think? I don't know. I was there. I wasn't <laughs> learning about it, thinking about it, reading about it in a book. I was over there slogging. Like pussies like you. My Charlie. Those are the goddamn Beatles albums. <laughs> I think about video games, I take them sacred. You know, the way the farmer looks at his earth and he holds it sacred. The way a, a preacher looks at the Bible, he holds it sacred. Well, that's how I am about history. <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes in any movie. Is he, he was right? pretty on Jewy. He's the one, the one famous person I ever wanted to meet was uh, Sam Kinison. Yeah, and he had to go kill he himself. He fucking got, he died. He's, he's one of only about 2.5 people I can think of who died whose death I actually thought was on the whole, not such a great idea. I know, and the irony of it all, he used to do okay. a lot of, uh, cri- he used to criticize and poke fun at people who drove drunk and drunks and stuff like that. And that he right? ended up getting killed by a drunk driver, yeah. I just, if I was ever reborn, I'd like to be a pig-eyed fat man. <laughs> you know, you're big enough so, like, people can't really fuck with you, but you can kind of make, you know, obnoxious comments to them. And <laughs> well, you're pretty tall, are you? He was fucking good. I'm not small or anything, but it's, I don't know. To me, he was just, I just liked his way. <laughs> I liked the way he was. But uh, he, he tried to turn it into a rock star, which is kind of a yeah. long way to go. Yeah, that, well, that was the late 80s. You know, you have to kind of yeah. spot him. I heard him saying one time I used to live in Columbia, Maryland, which is a planned community, i.e. they planned in the niggers and the whites. And that was right after school. And I, I, I happened to have, a, I was lucky to, to have a, uh, my dad was out there at the time when I was doing free work and then partly paid work. Uh, but uh, I heard him. He had a concert out at Meriwether Post Pavilion. I heard it from outside. He was laughing, going off. But uh, it's that's a Jesus outdoor. eclipse. Yeah. Right. I wish I had a clip of that. What of? I like that scene with Rodney Dangerfield and Back to School. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people like to think that's what happened. Is she right? What, what did she right? say it was? It was like she a... right? The failure of Vietnamization with popular support uh, led to the eventual decline of, you know, American troops and blah, blah, blah. And like, well, I know that's what a lot of people say. I know that's what they'd like to believe. He's, he's, it's just, it's pretty good. If you've ever been, like I majored in international relations, I had to listen to a hell of a lot of shit like she was talking. And, uh, 
you know, she's just she's just parroting what what the average. She at least know what your next class Vietnam. Right. Well, I've got it pulled up here. At least know what your next class is. Contemporary American history, Professor Turgeon. <laughs> you got it. No kidding. <laughs> well, you know, is he good? Well, he's uh, really committed. <laughs> In fact, I think he was. Just, just keep your head down, keep your mouth shut. You should be all right. So I'll see you in English. All right. Welcome to contemporary American history. He looks young, too. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts. It's just information about the past. But not me. But not me. I mean, I hold history very sacred. Sacred. The way the farmer looks at the earth and he holds it sacred. The way... A Christian takes the Bible and he holds it sacred. The way a lot of people hold their marriage sacred. So I feel about it. So when we dive right in, my interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Easiest. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnam invasion to impart their support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. And a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom. Hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up on my knees in rice patties with Johnson Edwards going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while the pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick and nuke them back into the fucking Stone Age River? How come? Tell me why! Say it! Say it! Alright, I'll say it. Those Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let the cops go in there and blow out those tummy bastards! Good answer. I like the answer. I'm going to keep like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was on HBO. and uh, I, I fucking love that scene. <laughs> I, w- I wish I'd had a professor like that. I mean, yeah, 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 we got all kinds of rounds of that fucking... <laughs> you know, and they're they uh, about Vietnam in particular, but... He was an Aryan kind of a guy, and you know he was a he was a, uh, a fundamentalist preacher when he started. Yes, he was. That's where he got those pipes from. And you can, uh, yeah. I just I don't know. He uh, I liked him. Yeah, he was a fundamentalist preacher. I, I remember uh, I, I remember one of our Sunday school chicks commenting on that, saying that oh he never was he never was of the Lord. He couldn't have fallen that far. And, <laughs> Yeah, he. Uh, I read some some background on him at some point, but uh, <laughs> well, there's another good scene. Is that in the same one where he's uh, talking? Uh, he's making fun of the uh, well, and and <coughs> typical meme where they're busting on the patrician wasp type. 
Right. Oh, yeah, all throughout the 80s, that's all you had. It was even worse than it is now. And now it's actually kind of yeah. couched, but it was like the oh, blonde you know, the, guy. The Aryan Pratt and the patrician. He's yeah. here in this film. It was an awfully big check. And that was another good line from the one, which, which I like because, uh, as uh, in my opinion, college administrators are the lowest form of scum on earth, including Mexicans. That's my personal view from having dealt with some of them. But uh, I would have to just, agree. I read the the one being an oily, oily fucker who's in it for the money, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was an awfully large check. But <laughs> yeah, but he uh, uh he has that one. There's a very good scene in there where he's the, he's kind of the con- uh, corrupt contractor. He's contrasting the reality of contracting with the oh, business yeah. school theory the of it. That guy, you build in fantasy land. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know about those people, but they're not Boy Scouts. Yeah, and, uh, all the people you had to pay off and stuff. That was a good scene. Pretty yeah. good movie. That was the same movie, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, he was yeah. in class, and he was in business class or something. It, and they're rivals for the affections of that uh, Jew, Sally Kellerman. Right. A little bit frightening. I didn't know she was A little bit frightening, a little more with each year, each passing year. A little mm. longer in the tooth. Yeah. Like and, and it's really funny. All these, it, it seems to be a Jewish trait to uh, when they when they write film scripts for themselves, they always put them opposite some beautiful women. They would you know like Woody Allen movies yeah. or like um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah, it was his, for a contemporary example, Adam Sandler or Rodney Dangerfield. He, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, um, yeah, and the, and the Aryan guys are always demonized, either as evil, like Rutger Howard and the Hitcher, or as uh, the frat boys are always demonized. Aryan, as, as in, in fact, in Back to School, remember, uh, remember, Chaz, tell your little friend here to let me in the line. <coughs> and Robert Downey comes up. Robert Downey's a Jew. He's, he's all shaking his hand. No, he's like, you know, maybe if you get a note from every one of these people, we'll let you in. But until here, get out of here, Chaz. You know, something like that, and Chaz yeah. is all... Chaz is the blonde guy uh, on the diving team, and uh, the, the blonde Aryan frat guy always meets his downfall. And if you want to see the theoretical basis of this, read Ben Stein's The View from Sunset Boulevard, which I wrote a review of right when VNN started. And you can read in the Jews' own words that Jews hate. They hate, like, mil- the military and the frat. They, they hide it. They like it when it's doing their, their work for them, but yeah. they, they really don't like settled communities of Aryans and Aryan standards. Well, they and they feel very threatened things. by it, and that's why they portray it that way on the screen. Right. Because it's all their own little incestuous community, and God, I read a good one. I think I mentioned this somewhere, but uh, the Inside the Mailroom book, if you want to see how Jews think and how they operate. And I know Pierce, oh, refused, yeah. Pierce referred to that in one of his ADVs, I believe, yeah, he did. or somewhere along the line, but it's a real, uh, it's a real good idea. of the, It gets across the networking that... that is almost the defining feature of Jews. Is they're so fucking networked. Well, was it was wasn't it Byron Joseph was talking about? He was just doing some low level like editing stuff a while back, a while uh, years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, in yeah. Hollywood, and they were yeah. saying, "Hey, are you tribe?" And you he tribe, was, and he didn't know what to. He care. was <laughs> and, <laughs> he was and like, no, they, no, no, yeah, he never <laughs> thought of that tribal part, but yeah. uh, he started he, as an Aryan working in Hollywood. You know, he came to see that oh oh the whole thing's a fucking tribal network. Yeah. It's eighty percent Jews and then twenty percent people who learn to become like Jews, or at least find some way of living with them. Yeah, and yeah. the only way you can live with Jews is never to counter their agenda. Right. Or you ain't going to be writing stuff that appears in mass publications. I know you. You may as well do it. I mean, you're going to be like like what we keep saying about Jimmy Carter. You know, you you can suck their asses for the first seventy years of your life, and then yeah. you say so you got a Jewish problem. But the functional result of this frat boy hating. 
Yeah, and not I'm not gonna like you know, take up for frat boys or anything like that, but this, you know, they're they're they're, you know, no, they're they, assholes. They're decent people. They're right. Yeah, they. But the thing is, they they almost always depict them as blonde, Aryan frat boys. They're always the bad guy in every single movie. They're like Revenge the of the guy. Nerds. And the remember result of a, that is uh, Stan like Gable and Revenge of the Nerds. Everyone just knew that those Duke guys, uh, the the frat guys. Okay, w- sure. they're privileged, white, probably blonde. And guilty, and these, guilty as charged. And what you realize when you've been through this, are you there? Oh, I got lost there for a second. Oh, okay. They, uh, yeah, you're you're right. And what you realize when you deal with them, and I had a confrontation with, uh, I was ordered to attend. Uh, and what you writing the paper and shit, and they went up and and uh, had a little discussion with uh, about twenty black. Mexican females after I'd written something and I refused to back down and it probably fell apart so I've always taken that as a model for success when dealing with niggers, Jews, etc just fuck you, I'm right you know, I'm not giving in Yeah, once, if, once I'm ri- if I'm right and I give in what the fuck I mean, what the fuck, where do you go from there well, even if, yeah, pretty yeah, soon they're ripping the Robert E. Lee plaque off and yeah. shitting on your grave and, yeah. and renaming your city. I mean, you're either winning or you're losing, man. Yeah, there's no not neutrality. Going to say, okay, he's you flip apologized. a coin and if it lands on its side, that's how likely race neutrality is and individual rights. See, it only took me being a very smart guy about 15 years to fucking figure that out. You know, so, something that fucking obvious. It took me that long because I, I had I'd read stuff that seemed sensible and there was a lot of facts in it. So I swallowed everything that was in it. But I needed to puke some of it out. And, th- and that's what it meant, was realizing, no, man, races do battle whether one side participates or not. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's group warfare. Well, I knew that because it was, it was, it was illustrated for me every day. Like, a, my, my high school was right about 50-50. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I had that illustrated for me every day. You saw day. more directly than I did. I saw it yeah. in theory until I lived in D.C. where I lived among it. And then that's when it finally got through my thick head. Like, oh, dude, here's what's actually going on in the world. Like, writing is basically a little Jewish industry with a few people who don't fuck with them. And, you know, uh, wherever niggers are in politics, they're basically stealing and fucking everything they get their hands on. And since they don't produce anything, it's got to come from uh, me and you and normal white people. That's reality, bro. Yeah, I, just, in, I just didn't know that there was any alternative. I didn't sell out, son. I bought it. <laughs> yeah. That was a great, great movie, SLC Punk, with uh, that one actor. He's a good actor. And, uh, and uh, Matthew Broderick's the main guy. Or not Broderick, but Matthew uh, Lillard. But the, uh, the the father was that that guy. He's a pretty good actor. But but if you, you can grovel all you Chris wish, McDonald. but once once they've drawn a bead on you, you, you might as well push through. You're a taper hater. Don't, yeah, just just go ahead. Be a don't taper hater because you're, you're not going to... The, the best you can hope for once they've tagged you, the best you can hope for is that they respect slash fear you. Is that they're afraid of your intellect. That you're going to come at them like, uh, you know, like Willsburg will and just dice them up real hard. And... Uh, that make yourself just like a harder target to hit. Just well, you'll actually get less shit if if you if absolutely ninety nine percent of their shit is you're being cowed by their flinging fecal adjectives at and you. accepting their terms. No, I'm not a Holocaust. Hedrick, you're a racist, a hater, a homophobe, probably a misogynist. Right, and, and you know, if you go, oh my, no, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. It's when you get into the denial. I mean, damn, they got you coming and going. You're, you're on your back. You're knocked over. Say fuck you. You call me whatever you want. 
but my train's moving forward, and if you're on the track, it's going to run you down. And you have something better. You have to fight them. You have to Don't know it yourself. first. It's a you fight, and it's an it. unfair fight. There's, there's no fairness. There's no rationality. They're, they're not going to give you an evil footing with them because they can't. If they were good, they don't have the facts and the truth on their side. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why that's they, have why to they do lie that about stuff. us. That's and why call they have to put haters. people in jail. That's why they, they have, have to. to. They have to shoot. It's not just. It's not just putting them in jail. It's killing them. They have you to think, own you the think media. They, they're murdering people who figure out physical means to oppose them, i.e., nukes for Iran and whatever. They kill all kinds of nuclear scientists. Who aren't Jews, who, yeah. but who are Semites over there? They de- merely settle for defaming Aryans like us, who discuss them in real terms and what they're doing. And if they thought we were a big enough threat, by God, you better believe they wouldn't—they wouldn't halt for a moment to murder us. Absolutely, they know so, it works. They're very pragmatic in certain ways. That, yeah, they—they they don't get it. They're not like us. They don't get upset. You call me, you Jew or whatever, you, you filthy little. Cut. They don't care about that. You're either—you're either one of them or you're opposed to them. And you're either opposing them and realize it, or you're just one of the suckers. And yeah, they're, they're very cold and logical. And, and when you read their internal publications, like when they lost that that war with Lebanon, right. or at least they got somewhat fucked up by it, some of their internal writing was really brilliant. And it's totally unframed, no bullshit. Here's what we did wrong. Here's why it went wrong. Here's how we can correct it for next time. And totally cold. And that's how we have to be. And see, they know that that proves they know that's how they act among themselves when they're discussing their own flaws and how to correct them. For us, they feed us nothing but sentimental bullshit, lies, frames, bogus stuff. It has nothing to do with reality. But they know it. They're they're just lying. And they're, opposing they're media them, for us is for little kids. And opposing them means keeping both feet in reality. And it's not even as much. It's not like you have to be brave to do it. You just have to know your stuff. And once you know the truth. The shit that they do is so goddamn outrageous that 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 you can't help but oppose them. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't take bravery. It just it just pisses you off once you understand the truth. Once you understand what's really going on, you don't really don't have a choice but to oppose them. And, but it just so yeah, happens you. that you're better off opposing them than kowtowing to them. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you will be healthier mentally and physically, and you will. That's why we sound like free men who are speaking their minds, and we don't sound all. Neurotic and uptight, and and at war with ourselves, and you know, so many of these political commentators and writers, you, you yeah. the fear. That's why they once sound you accept the, way the they fear, do. it pervades everything that you do, and you give off the fear stink. Yeah. I, I have a perfect instinct for feeling that in people when they're when they're pulling a punch or backing off. I know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. Just like a dog can smell fear in someone, I can smell fear in these people when they're writing it, when they're affecting to write about politics. I and always kind of detected that. In, yeah, I always detected that in like political commentators, and like especially uh, even from a young age, I noticed it in the presidents. I'm like, why are these politicians like? Why do they? I don't know anyone who mm-hmm. acts that way. I don't know yeah. anyone who acts that script. It's, it's they're scared. They can't deal in reality. There's so much shit that they can't mention. That's right. A lot of that is uh is just plain democratic politics. If you've got right. to kill the votes of morons, you can't offend their sensibilities. Right, yeah, and you can't. That's, make that's it why it really takes a special and really horrifying breed to succeed at it. Because what kind of people could stand like day after day? They've got to. They've got to basically. You can't take a position on anything because all you do is offend people. You don't really attract people yeah. by that. So you have to be as inoffensive as possible, yeah. and you have to. Uh, I saw it. I've probably said this before, but a description of Clinton is the ultimate democratic politician. And talking to two people at the same time on two separate sides of an issue and having them both walk away thinking he was on their side. 
That's the ultimate democratic success is oh, yeah. fooling two people on both sides of an issue. And, 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 and you go, wow, what kind of a world is that? Yeah. I mean, that may be an impressive technical feat, but it surely can't lead to very much good in society. Yeah, no, when that interfaces with reality, which you, I mean, that's corruption, and, you, you know, it's going it, it's yeah. to, it's systemic, and that's know, exactly you, why we... I feel we, your concern about the Jews. Yeah. yeah. I also feel the Jews of a young, wonderful, zaftic, young Jewish girl on my glance at this very moment. And, and he would go, uh, yeah. and he would go, uh, what did Clinton made a remark one time about, I would go and get in the foxholes and fight to defend Israel. <laughs> yeah. He said that. Yeah, I know. You're That's right, he did say that. He can say shit like that with a straight face. Now, that is a technical feat. The fact that you can just say the things that he, you know, I feel your pain, and, you know, bite his lip. And, I would die to defend Israel. <laughs> yeah, just like, man. Oh, the thought of those, that tag team coming back into power. My God. Oh, I thought you were going to say the fight of him in a foxhole with uh, a bunch of IDF kikes. <laughs> I would take that as well. Y'all going up over the top. I'm going to wait here. Yeah, y'all going up. I'll bring you oranges at halftime. Yeah, there's some, there's some cute little Jewish girls in here. <laughs> yeah, he's all looking around. He'd be a, a rimp. Rear echelon Monica fucker. Swing! (laughs) And a connection. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, the military loves their acronyms. (laughs) Yeah. Alright. Well, this has come to a very ill defined uh, uh, ending. We we, we talked about it. We're here and then we were over there. Yeah. The taper goes, the the taper wants what the taper wants. Yeah. It <laughs> goes in search of the freshest vegetation. Yeah, we we endlessly ran around like uh, uh like, <laughs> like tapers, like tapers on fresh. crack, fresh but, uh, leaves. Yes, like fresh. Leaves. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of a lot of people messaging me that I wasn't able to bring on, but you guys understand. Uh, well, hell, you kicked me off and uh, uh, bring on new callers. I didn't realize we had a queue of people. No, we don't have a queue of people. I, I had a couple. Folks no, no, we have a queue of people. Oh yeah, right. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't know. What would we have? A few uh, who? Uh, yeah, I had a number that messaged me that they wanted to talk about different things, but we were kind of on a roll. Oh, okay. And I want to break it up, and I we, you get such a good solid but, signal with only two people. Yeah, I think um, any more than three is is basically a waste because there's not enough there's not enough oxygen for three for four people. Three right. people can work if if uh, two of them aren't disposed to yell all the time or talk. But right. But uh, two, two or three is a good number. One's a good number too. But uh, yeah, yeah. we've we taperized we the topics today. Yeah, we did, boy. We we unfurled the the taper, <laughs> the curled taper, <laughs> hiding the truth. It's the taper caper. You <laughs> came up taper, with that caper. on your it's own, didn't you? You know what? That's a version of here. Here's where it's that originates. Is uh, someone told me they work with a black guy. They're, they're like he's kind of one of these, one of these down man, these loose, <laughs> these loose niggers. And he would be like, it's all about the paper caper. Oh my god! He's <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. It's all about the paper caper. All about the paper caper. Yeah, yeah all about chasing the long green and shit. Right. And uh, so yeah, I think that fits us. We we adapt to the uh, the niggers. Really, I think seminal achievement <laughs> in, in verbalology. We'll subtly adapt it to our use with critical alterations. Yeah, it's like it's all about the taper. What is that that Vider says that you know in a 
in com- or maybe it's Amran that just in, in competition blacks would only really excel at sports and music. And but let me tell you, they're not they are not good <laughs> at sports either. I don't care what people say. I knew I was. I've seen set enough. This off. I, I I could fucking rant on that for hours because it's a c- complete case of a. All they have is a genetic advantage in jumping. Beyond that, they do not have skills whatsoever. They are shiftless and inattentive to detail, as in every other sector of their semi-simian life. Well, it's Thank a product you. of propaganda. It's a product of oh, it believing. Absolutely it's is. a product of it propaganda. Absolutely. What, what did I say earlier? Did I talk about the Nike? Uh, the, now they're running these fucking Nike ads. Uh, the second coming. Like these basketball-playing niggers are Jesus, too. Oh, my God. Well, they're sort of LeBron James, who they're trying to make the main boss coon of, of the league is uh, King James. And don't think that they don't enjoy these digs at the Bible. It's it's explicitly oh these God. these uh, yeah. Nike's not a Jewish company, but they 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 might as well be in the way that well, they're it's oriented. the ad the ad companies are yeah, almost exactly. exclusively Jewish, actually Jews and faggots and, and uh, other useless types. Yeah, they they admit that too. They there was yeah. one Jew that was saying, yeah, I like to hire women. And that's if right. I hire men, I hire gays. And that women, was for an ad Women, company. fags, and Jews, and he doesn't want to hire anyone else. That's right. So and those are the fuckers who are depicting, you know, dad as, as right. this cretin, punching bag, uh, wallet, and, and all-around disrespectable, and totally useless, effeminate, you unicized chap. Well, you know, Alex, a hundred years ago, uh, wasn't... Oh, there was man. damn little mass goods, let alone advertising. I can't remember you see, what all this context came, all this, this arose came together. Up in. National brands, mass means of communication, and, and, and they came together, and the Jews realized this early and got control of it, and that's what we got now. Right. Mass crap products. But a hundred years ago, they were saying that the Negro could never be free because he's too quiet, uh, slovenly, and childlike. The now, Negro contains multitudes. Apparently. Like Whitman. But then today, it's kind of funny that, or not funny, but it's, when I read that, at least, I was like, man, that, that that's nothing like what the blacks around me are like. You know, they're all loud, obnoxious, and, and violent. Well, yeah, you know, they're, yeah, but they, but like blustering idiots, they shut up when they realize the rules are against them, and they can get their ass lynched if they start acting all uppity. So... You know, if you got a taser and you got a tiger, and and the taser learns to be conditioned to the taser, then you know he he adapts his behavior somewhat, painful as it is to him. I wonder if you could taser a taper. <laughs> you could, but the tapers the tapers can rise up, and there are a few sights more fearsome than the rampant taper. Taser him in the taperman. <laughs> I think yeah the. Uh, Tapers can get aggressive, I have a feeling. Now, see, okay, I, I got a message from Machiavelli, and I've gotten a few of them, but I definitely have to respond to this one. It says it's that paper hour. blacks have a better sense of rhythm. Uh, let me tell you something. I've been playing musical instruments since I was, right before I was six years old, and I've been playing musical instruments, and I started off playing drums, and it's blacks don't have better rhythm than whites. Actually, if you think about it, that swing stuff is actually... Poorer rhythm. That's what it is. These the the slanted, swung notes. They're what about the complex beauty of the blues form? It's pentatonic. It's five <laughs> notes in a scale rather than eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I like blues, and you, but you know what? It's actually that stuff started in China. It's a pentatonic scale. It's got five notes rather than eight. It's dirt simple to play. Is he right? 
He is right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd be playing that shit when I was a little kid. I was right. First, flat, yeah. third, fourth, fifth, seventh. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Jimmy Cantrell, I wish that guy would write more. He had a long story about how the, all that shit that's attributed to niggers is mostly Celtic, of course. It he is, thinks, yeah. He thinks everything is Celtic in origin. He's, he's but, right but there. He He's, I would say, a genuine bigot, but I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he thinks everything's Celtic, because he comes up with a lot of facts. I really miss him not writing so much anymore. But, uh, yeah, he, he had a very long and good article on that. I probably have posted it at different times in the past. But on the supposed African origins that are really Celtic or, or Scotch Irish or, or what have you. Right, but when I disregard all the uh, the t- the things I've seen on television and uh, my experience actually playing music and making music with mm-hmm. blacks is that they don't have rhythm. Uh, you know, they can swing and they have funk and stuff like that, but it's it's not uh, it, it's a product of being more inaccurate than accurate and. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they can obviously. Some of them can sing. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, they they have they're, less they're inhibition. Deniable. I'll say that they're, they're, their athletic ability is mostly jumping. I mean, they really do have an on average. But and yet you turn that around and say, well, how come they never win the high jump, or infrequently win the high jump? It's true, but I I, I like to uh, to uh, concentrate on stuff like that sometimes because it shows physical differences. In the races that go beyond the color of the skin, oh, you hate someone yeah, because of the color I'm of the skin. Still, I'm telling you, they are not skilled at basketball. They are just plain are not. Well, they did get and, their asses handed to them by the Greeks, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't. I don't even mean that. I mean your average nigger does not want to play defense. It does not want to do any detail work at all. If it plays defense, it's purely for the externals of blocking a shot to look like a stud. Right, and it, it, it's just the, the same sloppiness they show everywhere else, which I guess is just a function of their low IQ, is is evident in basketball, and it's a big fucking joke. There, if blacks truly were good at basketball, there would not be any white players in there because of blacks' genetic advantage in jumping and a slight bit of looseness, looseness in the hips and some speed. They're a little bit faster than whites on average. Yeah, they have thinner uh, pelvises. Yeah, so there's probably more they can snake through a little bit more in certain certain things, but they're not fucking good at it. Uh, they're not good at that or anything that I can see. And that's the area of claim of their greatest claimed ability. But just like they have uh, uh, different color skin or different hair, there are also different uh, physiological structures in the brain that we can uh, someone that's that's schooled enough in neuropsychology can look at a brain in a jar and tell you what race it is. And they're smaller. They're physically smaller brain. Their uh, brains are like 1,300 yes. cc, and whites are like, I don't know, 14, and, and Asians, I think, may even be like 15. Uh, it's like I've seen some Koreans with giant heads. <laughs> Damn. I was like, wow. That was a mask at first. It was so large. Right. But those Asians are getting bigger now, though. Yeah, it's true, living on our Western diets. But the structures of the brain, there's a famous story of a man named Phoenix Gage. And if you Google that, you can get the story. But the long and short of it is he was a very quiet guy that everyone liked, and he worked on the railroads. And there was a there was a uh, an accident that drove a railroad spike through the front part of his forehead, mm-hmm. and it took out his frontal lobe or damaged his frontal lobe. Almost immediately, he became a, a cursing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick. Yeah. I knew you were going to come over that. A, I had to throw it in there. Yeah. A cursing. Just because I'm anti-Christian. Hard. Don't drinking. Uh, he 
divorced his wife. Ooh, Someone killed him a in a bar fight. Started writing country music, and that man right. today is known as well, big and rich. <laughs> but, but, Dick and bitch is uh, yeah, the, the, the point is that different brain structures mean that you act differently. It's 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 no it doesn't have to be. Yeah, he became attractive to him. <laughs> yeah, hey, there are diseases like that too. There are you can sure. be damaged in uh, one of the. Uh, 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 I can't remember exactly what lobe. But, will make me whole. But you become fascinated with spirituality and religion. Jibu more than makes up for my lost frontal lobe. Yeah, and there's a really funny story with one guy in a uh, at the Medical University of South Carolina, a neuro, uh, neuropsychologist, and uh, he was he was teaching this to his physiological psychology class, and they were talking about uh, different case studies, and they had a case come in, and he showed the slides, and he was like, Ah, I bet this guy has this one thing where people feel very spiritual and they get very religious. And uh, his students couldn't wait, so before the guy even settled in, they went and interviewed him real quick. And they found out that the guy was, they asked him if he was a Christian or if he was religious, and the guy said no. So they go back with their chest puffed out talking to the professor, and they say, ah, you're wrong, you're wrong about this one. So he grabs all of his students, knocks on doors, going down the hallway. He goes into the guy's room, and he says, uh, he wants to interview him real quick, and his prediction was that the that from looking at the slides of his brain that he he was a very spiritual person. The kids thought they had something over on him because he said he wasn't a Christian. But he said, "So you're not a Christian, I hear." And he says, "No." And he says, "Why?" And he goes through the Treaty of Nicaea and all of these things and Martin Luther and and I just so yeah, we can look at brains. The the point is, you can look at physical structures of the brain. And blacks, we know, have smaller frontal lobes. And frontal lobes is what Phoenix Gage, what was taken out on Phoenix Gage, where he became a drunkard and a fight. He, he was fighting mm-hmm. people, and he ended up being killed in a bar fight. But they have smaller frontal lobes, and that inhibits uh, behavior. Well, they, you you can see that they can't. They they react. They're very expressive, those Negroes. That's right, and I, that's why a lot of these times these horrible crimes have so much humor to them because they don't plan them out and they don't. Well, now, they, yeah, and and I met, I say that this same thing is evident in degrees up and down. It doesn't matter what situation. And and basketball, it's reflected. You watch an NBA game, most niggers will respond to any kind of a head fake by leaping four feet in the air. They don't conserve energy at all. The first thing you learn when you're playing basketball is it's a fucking tiring game to run up and down the court, and you got to do whatever you can to save your energy, and that means not wasting it in excessive jumping when guys are faking. You only jump after your the guy who's got the ball has left his feet. And they it, evidently you cannot teach it to them because uh, you see professional basketball players, people who are paid money to play basketball, and they cannot grasp that. They do it time after time after time. And to me, it, it shows you that they must have a pretty damn big genetic advantage in jumping, and that must outweigh a hell of a lot because whites don't do that. Whites learn how to play proper defense. And I'm talking, you know, everything I've seen reinforces that. They're just, they overreact to everything. That's that's almost myop. It's another form of myopism. Is that the right way to pronounce it? Myopicness? Myopism. Myopism. It's Priopism. It's with <laughs> Priopism and myopism is a horrible way to go through life. <laughs> 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 yes, that's our little twist on the uh, animal house theme. <laughs> yeah. Fat, drunken negroid. <laughs> No way to go through life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, their stupidity is manifest in everything. 
And if you have whites who are utterly dominant and, and they have a legal structure that reinforces that, then you can keep the beast at bay to some extent. And there will still be nigger, murders in nigger town on Saturday night, but it won't mess up the human stuff so much. But, uh, man, the minute you put them on top, you're in for a world of hurt. And that's what we see or would see if it were reported anywhere but the tiniest local circles. And on DetroitIsCrap.blogspot.com. <laughs> Why DetroitIsCrap.blogspot.com? And Detroit is full of blacks, and it's actually turning back into a, a nature preserve because the Negroes, you can't keep up buildings and have Negroes at the same time. Uh, like Robert E. Lee said, guys' plaques are being removed. You know, wherever you see the black man, things are going down around him. Yeah, it's like the and Ruins of Detroit. Or, yeah, ruins of Detroit, another yeah. great website that documents the, the loss of architecture and general civilization in Detroit. Uh, Thanks to its niggerization, essentially. Right, but the point is, is that you know they need whatever systems they have worked out where they chop off hands when things go wrong, and we need the systems that that our people set up where you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, why does one side have to fit all? Where you can have guns. That's why you can't have guns. That's why they're trying to limit guns because we don't belong in the same system. In a white country, you can have guns. And uh, Chuck Pearson used to say that the, the niggers bring heat down on everybody. That's exactly it. Yeah, so, you have to so treat fucking us criminal that you you end up being treated as criminal because I mean they don't have the time to process everything in an individual case. Well, you know, if you got the rule is they have Kirksville to treat everybody equally. I mean, yeah, and say Kirksville is is ninety five percent white and and you've got and the whites commit or hundred percent white and the whites commit maybe a murder every ten years and and maybe two rapes a year. You know, you can detail a guy to look into each individual case, and when you got fucking niggers, fucking government makes its own work. I mean, niggers are good for government and corporations, at least at least initially, or in, in a sick flush sense. You know, maybe the body's temperature is raised by a fever, but it's not really good for it. I mean, you know, the broken window is broken window. You're 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 growing the economy, man. Now you need yeah. to have the glazier put in a new window. Is that is that right? Can right. we get richer by destroying stuff? And w- what is importing niggers or, or socially sanctioning them, privileging them with law, but destroying your, your neighborhood and on the pretext that you're making it better? We're not making it better. We're, we're killing ourselves and playing along in this in- insane system. Who wants to play along by the goddamn Jew who's hijacked our school bus? Yeah. yeah. Row, row, row your boat. Merrily, merrily, merrily. We're all pretending. What is that? But diversity is our greatest strength. Is singing merrily, merrily, merrily on that bus in that Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. Life is but a dream. Yeah, it's all a fucking dream that we can integrate with niggers, and not have the South Africa, New South Africa, be the result. Yeah, it's just like uh, you know, it's just like Holocaust denial. Uh, it's we, you know, you have to. There's a real Holocaust going on, yeah. and that's you know that's the to the tune of seven hundred thousand to a million attacks on whites a year by niggers, and they have it totally covered up by the Jews. Yeah, it's like that Australian uh, newspaper stuff that we mentioned, right? But where I was going is that I wanted to mention that next week, uh, Alex, you convinced me, and next week I'm going to be talking about. Uh, the Clovis points, the Iberia, not Siberia. I want to bring up area yeah. invasion. I'm going to try to get Wilsberg yeah. on because him and I talked about it. that. Do it, and and put it in the context of uh, uh, yeah, 
yeah, this is fascinating stuff that I never knew when I got into racialism, and yet it makes per- it, it, it dovetails perfectly with the, all the today political stuff. It's exactly for what you see around you. Yeah, the Aryans are the civilization is where the Aryans are. Well, history says the exact same thing, and it's so nice when history actually makes sense with what you see in front of you. It all fits fits together. It's a beautiful thing, and there's there's Gosh, nothing Jews to be Jews were honest of. and persecuted all throughout history. Why are they such bleeding kikes now? Yeah. <laughs> you see, that's it, not it, how stuff works. Imagine living in a land where there's honest crime reporting and honest history taught in the schools, and people around you are more or less honest. And wow, it, it wouldn't be a lot like America 2006, would it? Yeah, not anymore. It's what we were meant to be. This was supposed to be the little place that we had carved out for us. And ourselves. we can be again. It's purely a matter of getting the right race there and having a simple, ordinary... I, I, I really think, I don't know, some people think you need a new religion or you need a new code, but white people acting as they will without the Jews around, I think you're going to create something that's pretty much similar wherever you go. Maybe different kinds of ethnic dances, but they're going to have the same moral code pretty much, I would tend to think. Yeah, it's the DNA. If you keep the DNA there, I mean, it's my yeah. that's my point too. If even if you know it's not Islam, I mean, if white people, if Islam had gone west instead of east, then it would look pretty much just like Christianity, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and we've got the thing is we're we're going to have this global media, no matter who's in power, Aryans or Jews, and it's it's going to show people what other people are doing in different parts of the world. So there's going to tend to be a uniform. Not uniform. There's going to tend to be. I think Somewhat it's hard, harder for things to diverge when you can see what everybody else is doing yeah. uh, in terms of Aryans and private developers. Yeah, and that's one that's, good, another good thing about the internet is that that's not an argument against decentralization, by the way, which which I'm in favor of. But uh, for the time being, yeah, we need to, we need to have a dictatorship and clean up some of the crap, take out the garbage, and. Uh, yeah, we're the garbage men. You're the good guys. Yeah, we're the good guys. Everybody likes We are the good men. guys. And if you can't tell that from listening to this broadcast, then maybe you need to pray to Jesus to open your heart. You know, we're not begging you for money to build 80-foot-tall statues of, of Jesus. No, we're not. Any other Jew. And we're not begging you for money for bandwidth, either. We're not telling you that you're going to go to hell if you don't sign up with us. We're not, not in any way trying to stick our hand in your pocket or your pussy. You know, yep. We're just trying to give you the facts about the world you're living in and maybe what you can do to make it go back. And we're not going to arrest course. you if you disagree with us or if you if you look into what we're saying, we're not going to arrest you. <laughs> Shining happy papers holding hands. <laughs> That's our kumbaya here at the end. Well, thank With you. that age-ridden faggot Michael Stipe, we've taken the liberty of rewriting your lyrics to reflect current sensibilities. Well, Alex, I appreciate you being on, and I appreciate you I being appreciate so live. I appreciate you just being you, because <laughs> right. nobody can do it better. That happens to be true. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, and thanks for hosting, and, and uh, I've really enjoyed the show. Well, there's I, been a lot of wisdom expressed in this show. I can't help it. Well, I'd like to hope so. It's uh, it's hard following uh, Monday night, but uh, you'll be able to join us again. On Monday night for VNN's Free Talk Live with Jeff Beck. I'm sure he'll have have something going on really exciting, and Alex is sure to be there with his cutting commentary. 
And we'll, we'll take some more callers. I've talked a lot now. I'll probably talk in maybe a half hour on that show. And, uh, yeah, I, I know we've had people trying to call in, right? Uh, that's right. Well, we yeah, we'll... Uh, you guys call in Monday, and, and we'll take... I know Jeff will, will take a bunch of calls, and I know he'll have a lot of prepared material. And will get a little sous of me, if you like what you're hearing tonight. Maybe Dietrich will call it. I don't know. Can't speak for him. We just don't know. But, uh, yeah, and keep listening. We're hoping to do uh, get a couple more hosts and maybe do a couple more hours a week. But uh, Yeah, contact us on the forum, bnnforum.com. bnnforum.com. Oh, yeah, a guy sent me, a Max Haddon sent me some more videos. I'll be loading those later tonight on gobnn.com, bankardusnetwork.com. And uh, you can also find the archives. Uh, we'll be posted there in due time and also on the forum. Yeah. Show so, notes. Thanks for having me on, Dietrich. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you for coming on, Alex. Hello to everybody listening. We all enjoyed it. Everyone enjoyed it as far as the the messages that I got and in the forum. People definitely like to hear from you. Having some pizza and learning about Cuba. Right on. That was cool. You had that clip, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> it puts me in a good mood to hear that. <laughs> you know what? I think it does me, too. It's very cool. <laughs> he just, he's, like, takes, he's not like a fucking kike. He's not there to stick his... His nose and his cock in the history, he, he holds it sacred. <laughs> Isn't there something sacred about the damn truth? Isn't that a fundamentally fucking Aryan thing? This is how it actually was. I can read Kavazin, Von Rank, right? Yeah, yeah. That's serious. You can take that seriously. Even it's a comedy movie, but that's, that's how I look at stuff. And I think how Dietrich looks at stuff. We, this shit is serious. We're not lying to you. You can check everything we said. Let that be my final episode. ...that I got in the forum. People definitely like to hear from you. Having some pizza and learning about Cuba. Right on. That was cool. You had that clip, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> it puts me in a good mood to hear that. <laughs> you know what? I think it does me, too. It's very cool. <laughs> he just, he's, like, takes, he's not like a fucking kike. He's not there to stick his, his nose and his cock into history. He, he, he holds it sacred. Isn't there something sacred about the damn truth? Isn't that a fundamentally fucking Aryan thing? This is how it actually was. I can read Kavazin. Von Rank. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's serious. You can take that seriously. Even it's a comedy movie. But that's, that's how I look at stuff. And I think how Dietrich looks at stuff. We, this shit is serious. We're not lying to you. You can check everything we said. Let that be my final epithet for the night. <laughs> Your <final laughs> oh, I mean epitaph. epitaph. Yeah. I'm the one in a million that reverses them backwardsly. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. You know I mean? <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Alex. All right, man. Have Later. A good, have a good night, my friend. Bye. What a cool guy. We'll see you next week on VNN's Free Talk Live. This is Dietrich signing off. See you Monday.